let's do this. Let's do this thing right. Ladies and gentlemen. And we're back. <laughs> this is Drew Sitzwith. Tonight I'm joined with Matt Bland and Ryan Schwartz. <laughs> I fucked it up. How was your week? What's Good, the news? man. Um, not much. My company uh, named a new CEO who was a former CEO during, like, right after the great financial crisis. And the, the current guy's stepping down, and it's kind of, like, dramatic. It's kind of like a political thing. But I think it's I think overall it's gonna be really good. And this is after they just bought Credit Suisse, right? And that's the main reason why they're bringing this guy in is because he has a lot of uh, M and A merger and acquisition experience. So he mm. has a lot of experience, like winding down banks, building them up, uh, managing a balance sheet, stuff like that. With more firing people and then, <laughs> it, honestly, that's part of it. Yeah, which is like not you know it's kind of sobering, but but I think he's a better guy for the job. And I think the market liked it a lot too because our stock was up probably like eight or ten percent this week. So hmm. I think it's a good sign. Yeah, is that that's abnormally high because of the deal? I assume, right? Yeah the the day it announced the the stock was kind of flat. Then the next day it was up like ten percent, and then it's been up like two percent the past few days. So I think it's definitely a uh, win. That's awesome. At least so far, that's what the market is is telling us. So we'll see. Dope. I didn't really do that much this week. I took my car. Something was wrong with it. It kind of smelled like burning, right? I, I've got a work truck, but uh, I drive my car like a couple days a week. Anyways. What truck is it? It's actually a van. Uh, <laughs> it's the it's giant. Like, damn. <laughs> this is the giant van on the driveway. Dodge 2500 Promaster. That's just so. Whipping that bitch. But um, anyways, so I need to take the car for an oil change, but it was early. It was like, you know, a couple hundred miles, whatever. So I started to set it up. Hey, you guys need to look at it, blah, blah. All they did was get the oil changed on. I dropped the car off at the dealership, or at, not at the dealership, at the mechanic. And all they did was change the oil. I picked it up today, and then they're like, yeah, you have to come back next week to actually fix what was wrong with it. So I'm like, God damn, so I have to do that again. And it's 500 bucks, too. So I'm like, really feeling it. Life <laughs> fucking sucks, man. I know, man. Sometimes. That was my week. That's all that happened this week. <laughs> I didn't do anything else besides work and that. <laughs> I had to get dropped off and picked up at the fucking mechanic. How about you? Mad uh, boy. My week, bro. I Two days out of the week, this week at least, I was at the dealership slanging whips. I had to take a short hiatus away from the dealership uh, a few weeks back. What? You weren't hitting your sales quotas or something M- off the I books? Must not have been. I don't know. Must not have been. <laughs> something off the books, actually. I had a blow up in front of one of my, and the front desk, the podium is what we called it. <laughs> wait, 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 off the books? Because we're literally on the books right now. Yeah, on the books. <laughs> I had to blow up on the podium in front of both, uh, in front of three of the sales managers, and I, my choice of words was not the best Ooh. in front of them. Yeah, too many f bombs, too many. <laughs> hey man, it's your passion. It's your passion showing though. Yeah, and well, they felt a certain type of way about it, and they told me to take a little short break here, come back when you're ready. That's cool though. That's yeah. cool that. Uh, I mean, it, I feel like they fuck with you if they'll give you another shot instead of just canning your ass, right? They probably they're probably they just waiting for me to come back. Gotcha. Yeah. What, um, it's a Ford dealership, right? I was going to ask you about this too because my brother is trying to get into the car sales business and 
I mean, one, I was going to ask you if you could give them a reference somewhere, but in general, <laughs> just like, I'd, I'd be curious to hear like your thoughts on it no, and I like for sure. starting from the bottom and what sucks, what's good. So I made it six months from the bottom. I had a, um, one of the sales managers did, you know, like coax me into this position and I left the job that I'm currently at to be at this, to, to pursue this uh, sales position. And unfortunately, you're just swimming in a bunch in a pool with a bunch of sharks at that point. Eat what you kill. Eat what you kill. Um, you know, kill what you see, type of thing. Yeah. And here I am, this young guy coming in, and you call they call them veterans. Um, you know, I was just too nice, for lack of better get, words. Get was, taken advantage of, probably. I was just way too nice. Well, they just. I mean, anybody can see that. Like, I'm pretty much an open book when I'm vulnerable. As can anybody be, you know? So I just showed too many of my weaknesses when they were trying to teach me how to be a sleazy salesman. Right. So that's that's know, what I'm saying. It's like, like you're too good of a guy almost. That's what I hate about sales. It's such You're lying to people. You are. It was kind of upside down, yeah. And it was unfortunate that all the all of their customers wanted to buy the car from me because I did simply didn't seem like the sleazy right. salesman that they're used to, you know? Totally. And so um, the reason I said I had to take that hiatus was because I, I either conform to, you know, um, this douchebag who doesn't give a fuck about anything, just wants to push metal off the lot, or I can stick to my own guns and do things the way that I was, you know, brought up. Yeah. You know. Sounds like a goddamn man. Uh, <laughs> that is, yeah, could not so say was, much better than that. I was sitting there walking away from thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of commission. Simply because I am who I am, you know, and I, there's not much I can really speculate on that part of it. But, yeah, right. I wasn't a successful car salesman at this dealership because of that. Damn. That sucks, dude. Is there something about you being the the young guy that kind of gives you a little bit of an advantage, or is the veteran that much better Well, it's better probably puts a kind of a target on you. You're probably, like, you, they probably see you as a threat. You know, I feel like a lot of times that's where a lot of that workplace kind of beef comes from is, like, people feel like you're stepping on their turf almost. Even if you're just doing your job and you're being a good guy and honestly having better sales tactics or better customer service, they probably view you as a threat because even though you guys work at the same company, everybody, like you said, eat what everybody you likes me more. They're probably soft <laughs> as, as hell. Humble as possibly. So, Dude, because I've been to a few car dealerships and I hate most car salesmen. So if I m- met a car salesman who wasn't bullshitting me and was actually just having a conversation and less pushy, I want to buy the car from that guy. I don't want to buy the car from, like, the 40-year-old dude who doesn't even know what's in the engine, who's just trying to fucking, you know, just trying to make as much money as he can. It doesn't give a fuck about the actual product or the experience for people. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I can't say that they would just, and their advice is in one ear right out the other, you know, when it comes to that shit. Because the sales is sales, and everybody knows that. Um, I I think that you're right. I think that they just didn't like that the customers enjoyed being around me and enjoyed ta- interacting with me in regards to buying a vehicle m- much more than they would have enjoyed their experience with this 40-year-old, 50-year-old, right. whoever the hell knows how old fucking douchebag who's just totally. trying to push this metal and burn their pockets and totally. get that money. Yeah, I was, and I wasn't not saying I was the guy trying to get them that best deal ever. I was trying to get them the best deal that I could. 
Right. Because I don't make the calls. Car salesmen don't make the calls on a dealership. The managers make the call. But if some single mother walks in, you're not going to like, you know. You're not trying to steal her fucking money. Right. right? Yeah. No, I just think she's probably sexy and I want to go talk to her. <laughs> it's simple and as so that. so naturally, she wants to buy a car from me even after that, probably. <laughs> I'd like to do so, yeah. Yeah. That is an interesting place to meet women, too. Because you kind of do, you are sort of in a position of like, you're you're looking you're good, you're dressed ass, up, yeah. you got the tie on, I'm sure, or yeah, the dress drip, pants. Dripped you know? out, dripped out, looking good, and looking like you're ready to do some important stuff. Make some fucking bread. But everybody's <laughs> mother knows that you're, when you walk into a dealership, you're ready to get bent over the barrel. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you walk in, uh, there's three of you guys sitting at the podium, and it's just whoever's up next, or who whoever sees them first, how does that work? There's a little bit of a rotation? Uh... All man for themselves. Every man <laughs> wow. for themselves. Every man for themselves. Whoever has the cojones to go up and greet the customer. Whoever greets the customer. Yeah. That's Everybody step off. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody, because in all actuality, each salesman has three or four people that they're already working with or talking to at the dealership. Whether it's over the phone or you're in person talking to those people. You got a lot of shit going on. Right. And so t- taking a new up is what we call them. And up, you're taking the fucking up. Nobody wants to fucking do that. Especially if you got money on the phone and four so different fucking locations. So you're saying the people walking into the dealership for the first time, they're less desirable because they're not confirmed that they're like high percentage, high probability sales? Right, not as likely to buy. More times than not, it's because it requires some effort. Right. And time. salesmen are yeah. lazy pieces of flesh. That yeah, just fucking you shit. Swear. You crawl swear. toward yeah, yeah. lazy pieces uh. of shit. Or just you know, take the easy way out and just totally try to get their fucking dollars in wherever they can. Right. Nobody wants to work for it. Right, dude. It's an easy gig. That's why people do. That's why it's a fallback job. Uh, and I, I, dude, but I myself. also think you know, not to, don't knock it too much yeah, because right. I feel like you can make hella money selling cars, and I don't think that's a bad way to make a living. Maybe it's one thing if you're selling used cars at CarMax, but if Let's say you have 10 years of experience in the field. You go work in a Mercedes dealership. It's like, dude, I tried CarMax. They wouldn't hire me. (laughs) (laughs) Hell no. I gave it one go at this place, and I was kind of. You're on Wing Street. And I took my hiatus. (laughs) Yeah, no, hell no. No no damn Chicago Street, Wing Street. (laughs) No Hyundai dealerships out here. It was was expensive cars. What, uh, where at? What, I think, dude, you know what else I, total tangent on this. I saw your dad at Bear Life. Did he, he tell you? He told me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just <laughs> Is like, that allowed to stay on the show? He t- yeah, for sure. Yeah. He told me every I, time. I saw him, <laughs> and I said, hey, how you doing? I look back, and you no, know, no, I started walking past him, and I'm like, holy shit, that looks just like Matt's dad. And I'm like, I look back, and I'm like, Mr. Bland? And he's like, yeah. And he just smiles, and I'm just like, you know, talk to him for maybe two, two or three minutes. And uh, it was just crazy because – your dad is either a current or a former cop. I don't know if he's retired. The fact like that he goes from being a cop to working as, at a dispo part-time, or I don't know if it's full-time, but it just seems like a great like retirement gig. It's insane. Or it's crazy. Transition from the cop lifestyle. I think that's dope. <laughs> he, he's still anti-dope. Anti-dope. Still a hard-ass? Yeah, it's just the way he is, man. The hard ass, he's a man's man, you know? Yeah. Tell the audience about your father. <laughs> a man's man. I, th- I feel like a man's man kind of depicted his image as best Police as I officer, could was be. he in the military? He did some sort of SWAT stuff, right? He's a... He's a my dad's yeah. my he's dad, an alpha type. He retired yeah. after uh, 35 years 
uh, law enforcement. He started as an L.A. County Sheriff when he was around 21 years old. He packed up, went to L.A., tested, wow. uh, got hired. He worked in the L.A. County Sheriff's Jail. I, I'm butchering the shit out of that name. It's where they send everybody in L.A. Right. Their correction center, the fucking state prison. Damn. Uh, yeah, so as a, when you get hired on the police force, you have to do 18 months in a state penitentiary. Holy shit. Yeah. Probably saw hella, he probably saw some shit there. In the 80s, bro. Yeah. In the 80s in L.A. That's some crack. That's insane. And, like, yeah, like, the crack, the crack right, That just epidemic. hit L.A. at that time, in the yeah. 80s. Everything, bro. I don't know. And, like, sure. yeah, I'm sure, like, Dude, that's kind of genius, shit. though, because yeah. it's, like, if you can't handle dealing with people when they're locked up, how, how the fuck are you supposed to handle them on the street and you're trying to capture them, yeah. you know? like It's probably good training. Cut your teeth. Exactly. Cut your teeth doing that. One one story he told me, he was probably the only story he really told. He told me a bunch of vague stories and all that shit, but he was one time I was on, you know, working, and then the he was walking past doing, like, the bunk checks, checking everybody's in their cell and all that shit. He's got his nightstick tapping on all the Yeah, bowls. probably all that, whatever, all that <laughs> bullshit, and he's fucking, and he goes past one cell, and then like, somewhere down the line, he hears some something rustling going on. And then what he told me was that there was three bloods um, stuff in some L.A. crib inside of a mattress. Holy shit. Like a yeah, they, like they were putting him inside of the mattress. And they were gonna, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that really means, like putting somebody inside of a mattress. So he's pr- the guy's sound dead. Too, it doesn't sound too, yeah. like, you know, vulgar, but, you know, you walk past somebody's cell and you see four, three, four guys or whatever. So what does he what do? A, huh? What does he do? You're dead. What can he do? What can he? I don't. I don't know. He never. Yeah. He didn't tell me that part about it. He probably just you know kept on look at something else. Keep, we'll look at something Dude, else. You know. Honestly, fuck. in that situation, what the fuck are you gonna do? One cop against four. Fucking Dude's probably already dead anyway. So yeah. Like, I don't yeah. Know. That's how it is, man. He saw some weird shit. Let the morning shift deal with that. Long story <laughs> short, that's crazy. That's a soundbite there, Ronnie. <laughs> the motherfucker West Bland decides to come back to Illinois for some godforsaken reason. <laughs> Instead of L.A. <laughs> That's like, fuck, yeah. dude. I could have been living in Santa Monica. <laughs> could have been that, whatever. Could have been that scenario, you know, growing up in L.A. But no, we came yeah. back here to go to Elgin home. And here we are. I was able to meet you guys and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, was a cop still. He's still doing undercover. He's still on call for, like, the SWAT team and all that shit. He's not really retired, but he is. That's, That's cool. Awesome. Almost like a, a consultant or, like, on a project basis. Exactly, because, like, everything's so fucked up, and so they kind of, like, let everybody who was, like, before everything got way too screwed up. Right, the, I gotcha. Okay. You know, he kind of retired when he got out, but Good he's, still, then, he's still there. And the, yeah. And believe you me, all across the country, there's police officers just like that that are ready to go. Post it up. Against, sure. against everything. Yeah, people think that they're, you know, in charge, but no, you guys really aren't. <laughs> yeah. They're laying in wait, sitting on stools and dispensaries everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like just chilling, waiting for some shit to pop off. Yeah. Damn, that's a dude, honestly, I would not uh I feel like Wes is a good guy to have in your freaking corner, man. Of course. You know? Like I would definitely I would ride with that. Yeah. I would be I would be happy if I were you. I'd be I'd feel safe if I were you. you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, and Proudy's my father for sure. He's taught me a lot of good lessons and bestowed a lot of knowledge upon me and it's up to me to use it now, you know? Yeah. I'm definitely I got all my uh, credentials in order academically to uh, get hired on anywhere I'd like to. 
Nice. I'd also like to speak up on that. Please. Um, just because like the law enforcement ev- across the country has been knocking down their standard, their uh, requirements. Yeah. For anybody to be brought on to the police force, like that's see, because take for whatever three years ago for however many years ago you want to do. Say I'm gonna out. Somebody says they want to become a police officer. And say they do become a police officer. And they'll get shit because they couldn't go through college or what. You didn't have this or you didn't have that or you didn't blah, 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 blah. But now it's even worse because the credentials say you can have a high school education and that's pretty much fucking it. A cl- no felonies and a uh, high school education. Just having a high school education and no felonies does not necessarily guarantee that you will be hired onto the police force. And actually, just because you have those things doesn't mean anything whatsoever. It just means that if you're you, eligible, you to are try. you're yeah. eligible to try exactly. Um, so you're saying it's you'll, easier. Your now. dad did tell me that too that you were considering doing something in law enforcement. I think that'd be awesome, dude. I think you, you should pursue that. Most definitely, that's probably what I'm gonna do. I think the only problem because I'm the same way. I feel like you and I are the same way. Is like I hate taking shit. I hate eating shit from people. So like, it's tough, going man. through that <laughs> process and especially like law enforcement is a very structured. Um, power, you know, org org chart. If that makes sense, like you don't, you don't like not listen to your superior. You know, like you got to take orders. Similar to the military, not as strict, but I'd imagine similar to that. So I feel like that's where I I would have a problem if I was going through like police. I don't know what they call it, police school or police training. academy. 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 Yeah. Whatever the fuck they call it. But no, I could definitely see you as a cop, man. I could see you as like a a good cop too, because like you kind of know. Just like all of us kind of know, not really the, the street life, but, like, we know about – we were stupid high school and, you know, college-age kids at the time, too. Like, we've screwed around. And I mean, how many times have we said, like, if I was the cop, I would be the cool cop that, you know, right, like, let you right. go or whatever, you know. It's like, <laughs> be like, oh, you got some bud? Uh, yo, can I, can I see that? Let me get that shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's the problem, right? It's like if you become a police officer, you kind of have to button your hole. Right. Oh, shit, you have you. to be a Boy Scout. Yeah, that's the worst part about it. Right. Dude, back t- in the day, I feel like uh, a lot of Chicago cops, too. Like It's a boys club. It, it is. It was. It's less less like, now. But my like, grandpa, so uh, <laughs> no. he tells a story about his dad's friend was the police chief in Chicago, blah, blah, blah. And um, John Dennehy? I can't remember the Daly? name. Daly? No. Not the mayor. John Daly. <laughs> Your grandpa was we'll friends with. <laughs> but anyway, so there's a story about how he's chasing a, a mobster up the staircase and he, he's running, blah, blah, blah. And the guy gets across and, um, or no, he, he's in the other apartment building. They see him from across the window and the guy runs through and dives through the window, breaks the glass and like shoots the guy as he's running, like through the glass, right? And then on the other side, there's a picture of him and he's got his finger inside of the guy's chest, like in the bullet hole. <laughs> and he's in the paper. What the fuck? Yeah, that was a horrible re- retelling of the story. My grandpa will tell, tell it another time. but He's not here, is he? No, he's right over there, yeah. He's yeah. Tomorrow oh we're, we're doing a podcast, him and his brother. So it's like two 80-year-old men and then me. We're going out to breakfast in the morning, and then we're going to do a podcast afterwards. That's awesome. No girl. shit. Pretty hyped about you know, that. No shit. I was, uh, I'll have him tell the story, story the proper way. Yeah, and I feel like he could tell a good story, man. I've I've heard a couple of his stories. He tells the same ten stories, but they're fucking awesome. <laughs> I uh, I got lunch with my uncle, my dad's brother, yeah. was, and um, I didn't Cut bring that. it up. I didn't bring it up to him, but I was thinking, like, man, this guy would be a really good podcast guest because yeah. he knows so much about like 
He would. International affairs. And I feel like you are interested in that stuff. He yeah. knows everything that's going on in, like, Turkey and, like, Germany and Russia. Like, he's almost sure. an expert on that stuff. So That's awesome. I was thinking about that. I don't know how you would feel about it. I don't know how he, I think he, really I don't cool. know how he would feel The more feel diverse the guess, I think, yeah. is, is. It grows the base. Right. A little bit. Yeah. Of course. Definitely. Friend of the show. For Drew sure. started saying that. Drew said that last time. And I think that's a perfect term. What do you want to. Friend of the show, to, yeah. Somebody you don't want to drop, drop their name. Like to, to me, Matt, I think you're actually. We haven't seen each other or whatever, but you're actually my friend. In my head, you're my friend. Likewise. I could see you doing that, though, too, man. Cooking, being a chef. Like, you're working at nighttime. You're, you're kind of doing your own thing, but you're, you're like an artist a little bit. But you're also like, boom, boom, boom. We're cooking. We're blah, 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 you know? And then it's like cracking Modelo's afterwards, you know, with the boys cleaning up the kitchen. Yeah, it's a good time, man. Just not something I'm too proud of. You know what I mean? That's a good way to put it, yeah. Time being, you know, so. Kind of have the reason I was so now hesitant to, like, I was so spacey with the communication to be on here because I didn't have so much, you know, that I was to talk about. Nah, it seems like it, bro. Don't sell yourself short, man. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, we know a lot of, there's a lot of people doing a lot worse than all of us, you know? Most def. I'd say we've yeah, all, uh, we've all definitely uh, held our own since high school. And like, as far as like career wise and just having our heads on straight, we've all done more or less. I feel like we were all fucked up in a, in, in different areas, but. Says the guy who's doing the best on the couch. <laughs> Where, dude, Schwartz is a fucking Bezos over there doing, right now. Bonjour kept the calling, him a, uh, calling him a Finn bro. He's Smartest like, dude drummer. in the room. I'm not I making Finn like. bro yeah, that's, money. That's one, that's one area, you know. Of Maybe course. I'm doing the best in that area, but that's not, that's life. It'd be nice, you know? but also, yeah, dude, we're chilling, buddy. We're friends, Matt. It's okay. No, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. I'm glad Schwartz came out. Bad. Yeah, We're it could have been right a little now. awkward. Dude, get maybe. this. So, little segue into my, my Friday. Um, so I, I woke up, wasn't really feeling that good. I worked from home, and uh, a friend of mine had got me these. Uh, they were like hydrocodone, but they were like to- really toned down. They were almost like half hydrocodone, half ibuprofen. So I took like two of those, not really expecting that they were going to be strong because this dude just. I trust his judgment. He told me, he's like, these are nothing. These are like basically Advil. And then I, <laughs> I knocked out, I had my, uh, I had my like, actually I shouldn't say that, <laughs> but I, I was working, but I took a nap towards the end of the day. And, uh, just as far felt as the so company knows better. you were working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We might need to cut that. But then dude felt, I feel so much better now. And then awesome. right after woke up, drove in a thunderstorm for like a freaking hour total. Yeah, so for all the <laughs> listeners out there, dangerous. torrential yeah, rain yeah, is like a tornado was, warning. It's nuts. It's crazy. It was almost lighter outside because it was raining so hard. It was like white out. It was nuts. It was, it was insane. <sighs> okay. Yeah, that was nuts, dude. Let's talk about Barlow Hills Golf Course. I think this is a really fun story. This is a golf course that was in town. We all worked there at separate points. Ryan might have worked there first. I can't remember. Um, but somehow we all got an in as working for the banquets. So we were inside. There'd be like on a Saturday night, there'd be a wedding or a big party of some kind. And we would wear like a vest and like dress pants and we would serve all the people. We, we weren't really there were, waiters. There were like probably four or five other people that we grew up with or went to high school with. That worked there too at right. different times. I was thinking, it shout was out Jordan, dope. dude. He'd be a great guest. That'd be so fun. Jordan Cole, Cruzy, all those Cole guys. Seager, Pat yeah. Seager. Get the Seager bros. Uh, Lexi, Lexi, Lexi Freeball. Lexi, Lexi Freeball. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, who else? Trace. 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 Trinity. Trinity. Gianni used to work there too. Oh, we could get her on the on the pod. That'd be. We got a <laughs> Barlow Dills 
Reunion. <laughs> Reunion. There you go. Um, Kevster used to work there too. That's true. <laughs> Big Kev. But anyway, so I got a job on late compared to everybody else. Ryan had quit like a couple times, and he he would like quit and then come back and work. So I was like on one of the off seasons. So it was me and Matt. Matt was the main the veteran there. He was showing me the ropes, Shit. introduced me to everybody, and it, it was basically a job where you'd be there for twelve hours or something, right? You'd be there till three in the morning on Saturday. You got paid okay. But the whole thing was that you worked really hard for like an hour and then you'd be off for an hour and then you'd do this and that and then you know and you're kind of checking on people, but there wasn't a lot of supervision and <laughs> we, we fucked took off advantage a lot. of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know, just crazy ass times. All the bartenders remember uh, what Rook was her, was her name. I remember when that Rose. Was Rose. Rose was tight. Rose was cool. Yeah. Rook was kind of a bitch, but <laughs> it wasn't it Brooke and her mom. Yeah. yeah, her mom. Yeah. Dude, her mom she, was a bitch. Brooke she was, was cool, such but a bitch. Bro- Brooke's Holy mom was a shit. Freaking they don't talk like this. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I rem- yeah. Oh my god. Well, Brooke, my tip was that. all right because get this, bro. I was like se- sixteen or seventeen at this time. She's like at this time she's like twenty seven or something, right? Probably. And over. I'm working the bar, and then she like goes to like get some beers for somebody, and then she says like. Somebody just told me, like, they thought you were cute or something, and I said the same thing. I said, if I wasn't twice his age, I would be all over that. Damn. She said that to me. I was, I was like, somewhat really flattered, but also, Where's like, God? like what the fuck? <laughs> like, that was also kind of weird. One time, the same type of thing happened to me, too. But there were these two black chicks, dude. All right. Table. <laughs> like, these two, like, yeah, yeah, let's get this on boy. the pod. Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck, for sure. I said, I don't know if I could handle it. I didn't know if I booth. could or not. I definitely couldn't have at the time. You know, but they they go, hey, we'll be in the men's locker room, you know. No shit. Around here or there. And I was, I was like, fuck. Maybe I can get my dick wet. You know, like, holy shit, this is happening. You know what I mean? It's like every guy's dream. Of course. So I'm like, fuck. You know, I'm sitting there like 15, 16 years old. You know, yeah. Fuck, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. Oh, my God. <sighs> Go so in the locker room, take my pants off, and uh, <laughs> pretty much Ryan just said the fucking story for me. You know? <laughs> Sorry, you know, I get in there and I'm just like ready to, you know, as much as a 16 year old boy can be ready. Right, you're you know, ripping I'm, through the pants. You know, just fucking <laughs> just like, ripped up. Uh, and they weren't even in there. Oh, of they course. probably didn't even know where they the were, men's locker they room was. They were probably just like, they were just, they just thought you're honey dicking me, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, playing around. Honey dicking me. Uh, I feel like that's still a good. Good confidence boost. It's good still good fun. It's still good fun for sure, for sure. <laughs> so funny. Little cute little waiter boy. Hey, come on in the back. Meet us back here. I was like, oh, fuck. Hell yeah. <laughs> but that was the crazy part because every single weekend was a different <laughs> cast of just a bunch of random people. One right. wedding would be crazy, and then the next week would be just like all old people. And then it'd be a Mexican wedding, and it'd be like, you know, like the music was great. You know, it was like each week was something different, you know? Super fun. Yeah, for sure. And plus the golf, too. That is one of my favorite golf courses in the area. Oh, yeah. Right in Schwartz's backyard. Yeah, get more beer, yeah. dude. <laughs> in Bonjo's backyard, bro. That's true, Bonjo. His yeah. backyard's right in, like, the 13th hole. 14, 13, 14th hole? Get the other ones. They're, those aren't cold, Schwartz. No, but get the... <laughs> okay. I got off in that hole one time in a golf cart. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was fantastic. Because I was sitting there like, dude, this is where me and my friend smoke weed for the first time. That's right. And I was just showing her, like, yo, this is right here. And she's like, oh, my God. You know, she's getting all frisky and stuff, whatever. And then whatever happens, happens, you know. But that whole will like, forever Oh, my God, you're so it. cool. You're so cool. <laughs> Let me just, I'm like, damn, for sure. 
<laughs> yeah, Barla Hills was was cool for a lot of reasons. Like it was cool because it was the golf. It was cool because it was like a bunch of sixteen year olds that we were able to kind of fuck off, but we were still not really making that good of money either. Because what was crazy is we were making like nine dollars a fucking hour, like nine or ten bucks an was. hour. Which is just crazy to think about how shitty that was. <laughs> Thirteen hour shifts, bro. And shit. Yeah, like, but then we right. would have no those tips. Times where no tips, and we closed till three in the morning. Yeah, we had, to break had to be down. back by nine a.m. Had to set it up for the next day. Yeah, that was no shitty. tips. That was. So I said, like, because we were basically waiters, but not. But, but technically, due everybody? to some like legality clause, like they didn't have to pay us shit. I guess I'll tell the story just in case, and then maybe I'll cut it later. But so one day. <laughs> Matt wasn't working. It was me, Jordan, and a couple other people, whatever. Zach, I think, was that one guy's name, right? I don't know. Yeah, he was Cole's buddy. Yeah. But uh, anyways, it was like a Saturday, maybe like noon or something. We were setting up for the night. For whatever reason, we were there super early. There was nothing to do, blah, blah, blah. So we we take the freight elevator down. And so if the freight elevator is down, then hypothetically... The lag time is greater if someone's going to try to come down. Right. We thought we were smarter than them or whatever. We're hanging out in the bottom of the the garage where all the golf carts are parked and we're like, whatever, we're smoking a bowl and uh, just completely casual, like absolutely no big, weren't even thinking at all that anything was going to happen. And then the boss comes down, Mary, she just runs in and we're all, we're all just standing there like, uh, and she goes, get in the elevator. And we're all just like, oh shit. Was this during a wedding or during a banquet? This is during the day. It's like, like I said, 12 or one o'clock or something like we were prepping for the day. Sun's still up, right? Yeah, it was still sunny out. Yeah. She, so we all get in the elevator and it's, we're like shoulder to shoulder in there not with her. saying a word and she's what? just furious. Yeah. Doesn't say a word. We all ride the elevator up. It feels like, you know, two hours long to get up to the top. That elevator was slow too, man. <laughs> it's so awkward. So we get to the top and we're all just standing there because she hadn't said like anything, you know, it was just like, she, you didn't know if you were fired yet. She just probably, we all knew like, oh, she probably smells it, but you know, we weren't caught technically yet. You know, somebody put the bowl in their pocket or whatever. <laughs> You're so we're stinking all, up the fucking elevator. Oh, I don't know of if course, she knows. of course. But she didn't say anything yet. So we get to the top of the elevator, and she goes, "All right, everybody, punch out." I'm like, you know, I think Jordan, because he he actually really liked that job, and I felt really bad for Jordan because he he, he was the shit. legacy guy. He was there for he was a there long the longest, time. most yeah. of right. So he was like, Mary, you know, you need our help tonight. Like, you can't fire all four of us right now. Like, we're the whole staff, you know. And she's like, I don't care. You know, she kind of freaked out, spaz on us, or whatever, and it was like. Okay, you know, I didn't give a shit at all because <clears throat> I felt shitty that I got fired for it, obviously, but I felt bad for Jordan. I think Dude, he ended up getting hired again back, right? I think he did, but also I want to say Jordan is doing – he's doing good now. I don't for know sure. what he's doing, I don't know but what he's I think doing. he's doing well. He's definitely better than that fucking job. Oh, of so. course, of course. Yeah, that so, was like yeah. an overlapping out of high school in right. the college. Like right, when I first started there, right, he, he was, was 18, like, 19 or he something. just yeah. graduated from – South Elgin, I just finished, I was finishing my freshman year. Because I think I was, who worked there first, me or you? I think I worked there first, and then I got you the job there, right? You put me on, yeah. Yeah. Um, we were 15. Did Jordan work there, too? Eastup? Jordan Eastup, yeah. I got Jordan, or we maybe Vargas got Jordan Vargas worked job. there, too. Remember, they stole the bottle? That's how they got fired. They stole a bottle out of the cage. That is that just was crazy, <laughs> bro, was yeah. before all that bullshit. <laughs> that, yeah. Everybody, I never everybody got was... I dipped on my own accord at yeah. B-Hills. I had nothing to do that with it. That was the Somehow, Maddie B slipped all the punches right. and got out. <laughs> Don't get away with it like that quite often, but yeah, I got away with it there, for got sure. Got out clean, yeah. And I wasn't even drinking back then like that, so I had nothing to do no, with that No, none of us really were. I remember one time, Schwartzy had uh, young Jordan Trace. 
Trace. <laughs> we go down in that same freight elevator. Oh yeah. And he goes, "Hey Trace, go up, go up in that freezer, go up in that freezer, go back to." Yeah. Apparently, they had plotted to have a, take a Bacardi bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the little lounge there, <laughs> and apparently Trace had and stashed it up on top of the cooler. Yep, up on top. And then oh he yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, Trace, get up there, bro. He goes, okay. Right, you just tell that dude what to do. <laughs> <laughs> he crawls right on up there, bro. He's sitting there, crawls a few feet. He turns back. We see him, hey, Trace, you know, look at us. He turns back, bro, straight white. We're wearing all black at the wedding, bro. He's <laughs> covered in dust, bro. Straight covered in dust from head to toe. Dude, there was like a bunch I of... I still can't find it, bro. I still can't find it. Shorts, go deeper, go deeper. Keep going. Keep, going. keep going, keep going. It's back there, it's back there, bro. I swear to God, it's back there. And he, yeah, you know... As Trace does, he's a loyal man. He keeps going. He's company man. He's a company man, hardworking, <laughs> blue collar guy. Eventually, he finds it. <laughs> good shit. So it was a good call for me to tell him because he was already fucked, right? He was already full of dirt. Like fuck it, man. Dude, damage is already done. Need to open up his fucking eyes. <laughs> oh my god! Send him into the trenches even further. But yeah, so on the top of that cooler, for whatever Mission reason, people would like smash Mission cans and throw them up there. It was like a bunch of trash. Um, oh my God. But so Trace, the reason why we called him Trace was because he was the third guy in his family to work there, yeah. right? <laughs> there was no part of his name that was Trace. There was nothing. It was like so petty. It's so petty. Up. Like the one before him was Dos, you know, and the one after him is Cuatro. Like it's like there's there's really no. Dude, it's or funny because we didn't even You're make born that, into shit up. that shit. It was You're like born Mary, that shit. Mary and Evan started calling him that before right. before right. us. I think we took that from management. It was systemic. <laughs> That it? was top down, bro. That was <laughs> top down. Top down. <laughs> yeah, so Trace lived... Top uh, notch, top notch. Like, on the corner right at the bottom of the golf course. So it was like he walked to work every day. He, he was born for that job, you know. Bred for that job. <laughs> for sure, bred for that shit. Shout out to Trace. And Trinity. Shout out. Shout, Shout out. Yeah, Bartlett Hill is still one of my favorite courses to play. That's a massive. Dude, Do you, you know the, the history behind that place, though? Um, I it wasn't it. It used to be owned by the mob, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the whole place, like one through eight. To, well, aside from it being owned from the mob, that story, whatever. Um, but like you know, we're on Route Fifty Nine, and like that entrance into that nice neighborhood. Yep, you, where the sign is. Where the sign is. It's like uh, it's eighth that, hole, eighth tee. Because after that, that is, is nine. Eighth, that is the eighth yeah, yeah. That is the eighth tee. That used to like the whole thing used to be switched completely around. Like, that used to be, like, the secret entrance. There used to be, like, oh. multiple different secret entrances to this golf course. That's dope. Yeah, which makes sense because back in the day is back in the day. Right. You know? and then That place might have been used for some shit then for the mob, you know? Like, Most definitely. That's what I've heard about That's Bill cool as too. fuck. Yeah, I, I know that was actually owned by a mob family, definitely. Yeah. Also, before the course got renovated in, like, the 40s or 50s, each and every single green, like, every green in that place was either in the shape of a heart, diamond, spade, or a club. No shit. That's sick as fuck. At least that's the tor- story that I was told. Um, really? So, yeah. And the court and the course is completely redesigned as we know it. Right. But Torn back in the day, yeah, just redone. Again again. Yeah. But, like, the layout of it is still completely the same. That's awesome. Yeah. Meaning, like, hole one is still hole one and hole 18 is still 18? That or? I don't know. The course, the dynamic of the course layout can be completely rearranged. But, like, yeah, the hole eight from that entrance off of 59 was not hole eight back in the day. Okay. Like, that was, like, hole one, probably. You know, and then rolling in. Yeah. You know, the guys coming in with their escort or whatever. 
type of shit, mobster shit. Nobody knows that right. shit went down because it went down like that back in the day. Right. That's dope, dude. It was in secret for a reason. So that yeah. I, that course is definitely special. That's awesome. That's man. when Barlett was like a outpost town compared to the city. You know, it was like thirty miles away. Dude, and, there's uh, you know there's I don't and I have no idea if there's any connection, but there's a lot of Italians that live in Barlett, like in that exact neighborhood right by me. <laughs> for sure. Like most bro. of Al Cabone had a hideout in Elgin, bro. Like he had a restaurant up the road, like. Near where, sick. like where Blackjacks is, yeah, it's hideout. Sick. So why is there a fucking Blackjack strip club right there and a casino fucking a few miles up the road? You know what I mean? Right on the boat. Yeah. Right. That might be this a, area a is big reason. Definitely mob has something to do with the history of this. You know all that bullshit. That's sick. You guys dude. know about Sammy the Bull Gravano? Uh, I can't say I've ever He's heard like of a him. But. Head mobster, or like uh, colonel or some shit. But anyways, New York mafia guy. He went to prison for like a long time, blah blah. blah. He he's killed a bunch of people, but he plead he made a had a plea deal with the uh, with the feds and snitched on his whole family and blah 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 blah. Now he's out of prison and he's got a podcast. He's got like a number one hit podcast where he's telling stories about killing people and all this crazy shit. It's it's insane. That's I don't know. I kind of respect it because if you do your time and it's like I feel like the mob definitely it might still kind of exist in fragmented parts, but it's not what it was. They like exist. It's kind of, but they own more real, like real businesses. They they've, own, they've washed their money already. Right. Yeah, it's not. It's no longer a criminal. It's enterprise. not drugs. It's legit. not gambling. Yeah. It's not strippers. Yeah, they went legit a long time ago. Most stuff. And, and like, even if it's not legal. legit, it's still right. Illegitimate businesses, Strip right? Clubs, golfing, construction clubs, too, construction. especially like Palumbo Brothers. Demolition, waste that, management, oh, yeah. all that shit. Yeah, whatever. But we're not here to speculate on the mobs. Operations. That's just yeah. all off the air. They do what right. they want to do, you know. It's we got enough gang activity in yeah. the streets as right. it is, you know, right. violent gang activity. Right. Deal with that shit every day, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, yeah, he Drew's goes to uh the city, you know, once in a while to build homes. Ooh. So I don't know. Is the areas you go to they're kind Bob of the sketchy, builder right? boy. Bob the builder. Or is it like, you know, like Actually, like, the nicest real estate in the state. So we haven't actually work, talked yeah. about this yet, but um, Ryan and I went to see Mark Norman, my favorite Sam comedian. He filmed his comedy special for Netflix. We went and saw his show at the Vic Theater. It was fucking awesome. It was on St. Patrick's Day. Went to the pub before, had a couple of Guinnesses, did a car bomb. It was fucking awesome. One of the best nights of my life. That's dope, dude. I'm but, so uh, glad I uh, didn't ruin it for you. <laughs> like, no, it was awesome. That's man. awesome. Who did you guys see here? Mark Norman. You've probably, you comedy. probably would know his... Uh, I'm gay. Um, I don't. That's like his catchphrase. <laughs> I'm gay. Is his catchphrase? No, yeah. I really don't know my. It's all pipes. To say. He's been on Joe Rogan a bunch. You into stand up or no? Yeah. Um, I'd love to be a stand up. <laughs> like, you know, if I had the check out Mark Norman to do it, I'll take him <laughs> out. Uh, I think Drew would like to be a stand up guy too. If he so had for a long skills. time, you definitely could. I wanted to be a stand up for uh, a long time, but then the demeanor. There's so much work and everything involved, and then I realized. I don't want to be a stand-up. I just want to do the podcast. I listen to all these stand-up comedians on the podcast. I just want to do the podcast. So then that's kind of where I got to the point where I'm like, fuck it. I can actually do that. Like, to do stand-up, you have to go to a club, like, every couple, you know, every night. Try to, like, do 10 minutes, 5 minutes at an open mic for, like, 10 years until you get to the point where you're kind of good. And then you kind of become a professional. And then even then, you're probably still shitty. So this is a lot easier. You know, I can do it at my, on my couch. You know, I can interview my friends, blah, blah, blah. A lot fucking easier. Stamps a lot of work. And it's a lot of pain, dude. 
Could you imagine bombing in front of 20 people you don't know? And That's the first thing I would do. I would bomb in front of fucking of course. all these people. I would set up there and get fucking stage fright. Of course. And that's yeah. how you get good at it. And right. <laughs> that's how you get good. You is have when to you do that. Work through that. But nowadays, everything's fucking recorded and yeah. whatever. There's so much it's fear so much of being exposed for fucking So up. much fear of like shame or just embarrassment. Yeah. yeah. Which is the same. I mean, I feel like everybody has that pressure on them. And I let that pressure get to me a lot. Um, but right. not in As terms of being do. a stand-up, yeah. but just in everyday life. Like going up to the girl you want to talk to or, uh, totally. you know, saying what you want to mean to this fucking guy in front of you to close this deal. Totally. Yeah, but being a stand-up is definitely probably not in my repertoire. I couldn't take that. You're a funny guy, though. Yeah. I, I, oh, thanks, Drew. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> You're a really funny guy, too. So as is Ryan over here. <laughs> hit the wrong button. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. There we go. But no, is it really is it really like how much is how long is like a stand up set? Like if say I'm an So hour we saw an hour. Most. But that's yeah. the that's the highest level you see an hour, right? Then there's a feature or a middle and then you do about twenty minutes. So we saw um What was that guy's name? He was bald. Ah, oh, god damn it. The little guy. The ginger guy? Gary Veter. No. Veter. Oh. Gary Veter is the guy's name? Gary Isn't Veter, it funny yeah. like so he Gary opened v. for Mark <laughs> he, he opened for Mark Gary Norman. V. And uh, so he did 20 minutes, and before that, there was a host. That's, like, usually how a show goes. Host, feature, then headliner. So the host was this guy, Will Sylvins, who, again, I've seen on all the podcasts. And uh, so he kind of introduced all the different people. And at the end of the show, so Mark filmed it for Netflix. It was really cool. And then at the very end, Will Sylvins came back out, and then they did a little back-and-forth banter. So it was kind of like, I'm a white guy. You're a black guy. And they did, like, a little back-and-forth, and they are like, making fun it of was, each other. It was kind of funny. It yeah. was really good, man. The whole show was, like, Two hours at least, I would say. It was a lot. Yeah, and dude, it, less, was, it was a good show. It was awesome. Uh, but Bill Burr, I like Bill Burr. I thought I like you were talking Burr about Bill Burr. Bill Burr is basically the GOAT, yeah. Fantastic actor and a great stand-up comedian. Of course. And the fact that he's like... On show back in the day. For sure. His, uh, yeah, his stand-up is so like fresh because he's so anti-woke and he, he like cuts to the middle of like all that shit that's going on right now about oh, yeah. just like all the bullshit that's going on and people are so full of shit now. So he's so... His humor is, like, so dry and, like, sarcastic. That's what I like about it. I feel like yeah, the yeah. only way to, like, truly like, get across in, like, stand-up these days is to be like that. Yeah. You know? And yeah. to, like... Be real, because everybody's faking PC, something. Be PC, but, like, part of being a stand-up is not being PC Yeah, of course, whatsoever. you're pushing the line. You're making fun of being PC. Yeah. So if you're a PC and acting like that... But you can make some funny jokes and make people laugh. Right. And don't color outside jokes. the lines too don't, much. Just don't yeah. color outside the lines, bro. Because you can. Yeah. You get some hecklers and then you'll get your shit will get ruined. Your shit will get done right Especially in there. the fucking internet age. Right. But Bill Burr so can do it. Yeah. But he's grandfathered he's funny in. as hell, dude. But he's been doing it for that's, 30 that's years, true. too. He is you know? kind of grandfathered in, but he's just also like Chappelle. so funny where it's like, dude, if you have a problem with that shit, it's like most people are going to be like, fuck off. Like of course you, you gotta have, you have a, re- a then you're a pussy you know I feel you t- to be able to do that or have that type of comedy routine you have to have that status before you go in you can't just be a guy like right me and me us. and you cannot start doing that today so he we'll used to be hackled off the stage yeah. he used to be Billy Burr before he kind of turned <laughs> and became this angry guy he was like just like a more of a regular stand up yeah now and he's definitely he like slowly, this angry like right he became a, he also psycho, has a, he also dude. has a black wife which a lot of people don't know and it's kind of like oh shit maybe he's not. 
as much of a piece of shit as I thought. You know, you're like, oh, this guy's more layered. Yes, I'm just saying he never talks about it on stage. He doesn't say, I can say this because of this. He's just like, okay, then that, I'm just that commentating. Is, I'd say that is a That's good like a virtue. That's like a card that he's got in his back yeah. pocket. That's like the ace. And the fact that he's, that he's never not, pulled. He's that he's never not advertising it. it. Yeah. That shows that he's not a tool about it. Cool, That's yeah, crazy. exactly. Yeah, Burr's awesome. Like I said, he's he's one of the goats with Chappelle. And then, um, I don't know if you guys know David Tell. He's from New York. He's like yeah. legendary skanks of the memories. Listen to that album. It's so funny. Um, I don't know. I love Mitch Hedberg, too. He's another guy who's like, like a lot of like one-liner kind of jokes. I love stand-up. But, uh, who's the guy who used to be a, or who has a doctorate degree? And then not sure. I'll cut it. But there's, there's a stand-up who has a doctorate degree. And then he goes on stage acting like he, he's not like the smartest guy in the room. But oh, are really you talking is. about Dr. Ken, the Asian guy from Hangover? Uh, no. He's a him. real doctor. <laughs> not him, no. Senior Chang? Yeah. <laughs> Senior Chang. No, I'm not talking about Senior Chang. It's a different guy. It's a white guy. Okay. I don't he, know, doctor. He was on, like, Guy Code and all that shit back from MTV. And oh, you're talking about Chris Stefano? I might be. I heard that. I heard it from my cousin anyway. He, he was drunk going on. A, he was something. drunk going on a rant one night. We were watching his fucking uh, his stand up, yeah. and he was ranting about him. So I got that information from him. So he probably, probably doesn't. He definitely he got his doctorate from you know St. Louis University or some shit like that. Right. You know, online, some <laughs> shit like that. Most definitely, a lot of police officers like to do that too and say that they're a doctor. Right. Yeah, it's not the case. That's funny. It's what's, like what's University of Phoenix. To? University of Phoenix, <laughs> but yeah, that type of shit. Yeah, type of thing. That's funny. Yeah, I thought it's kind of crazy because, so Krista Stefano was on that show, Charlemagne the God was on that show, and Andrew Schultz was on that show. It's kind of crazy. It was like some random little MTV show, and all the these guy guys code? have blown up. Yeah, on Guy Code. Yeah, Pete Davidson was there. Pete all Davidson, like the stand-ups, yeah. All the, like... New York stand-ups, yeah. Relevant stand-ups around that show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But kind of before they blew up. You know, it was like 10 years ago or something. But, uh, all right, what else do I got on the list? You want to take a quick break? Smoke a J? Come back with some Damn, we already have 48 minutes. I was going to s- really? We're rolling. Matthew Bland and Ryan Schwartz in three, two. And we're back. Ronnie Mann, sound it off. <sighs> that was pretty smooth. We had Mad do the countdown. Wasn't bad. Ronnie drove it home. Just keep touching the wires the more you do that. It really sounds really good. We just got back inside, fresh beers. Let's talk about some golf, baby. We're ready to go. Let's talk about golf. So, Maddie B., you've grown up on the golf course. Like we said, we worked at Barlett Hills. Ryan Schwartz is – every single episode <laughs> talks about golf. Fuck you. Go. When did you start playing golf? Well, I was in a league once a week at Apple Orchard Golf Course. With Tommy Huber and Jack Walter. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah. Friends shout, of the show shout, as well. Shout out those Friends boys. of the show for sure. Yeah. I was closer to them back then than we were in high school and all that shit. I went to, but yeah, dude, I was they, in they know, they know. Tommy. Yeah, yeah sure. we were in that league for sure. Apple Orchard. That's cool. Yeah, it started there. That's where you learned to probably hit your wedges pretty, pretty good, right? I don't fucking know, but we played golf, you know? Because those, those uh, holes are so it, short. It, They're like 100 yards or less, you know? Yeah. Apple or did you guys just, you had a league playing the nine holes there, not just like it was like lessons at the driving range. It was right? a league playing the nine holes. So gotcha. I actually did lessons at Apple Orchard at the park. My brother did the same swing. thing. Like yeah. All we did was just like hit balls the whole time. I think my I brother did the same thing. Five what years the fuck are you guys talking about? There was, yeah, oh, the basketball the court. Yeah. Like in the grass. You know how there's but the baseball. But it was, yeah, everybody tennis just course, sat bro? up there. 
kind behind of behind the tennis course. Yeah, kind of over there. But everybody would just set up, and then there was one instructor in the front. And he would like be on a mic, or maybe he was just shouting and be like, "This is how you swing a golf club." I just remember thirty kids just swinging golf clubs. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. It was probably a couple of weeks. My parents paid a couple hundred bucks, and, and then they saw know. there was no progression, <laughs> no athletic <laughs> potential. Yeah. Pull Either the way, though, well, we're getting, we're kind of getting off topic with the golf thing. But it started at Apple Orchard there. Right, right, right. Never took it really seriously. Um, never tr- didn't try out for the high school team. Um, but I just always played golf. Just always played golf, and I also caddied. So I'd caddy at some golf courses in Oak Brook, Butler. Um, Chicago yeah, talk Islands. about the caddy life, man. What's caddy your typical life. day like at Butler National? What did your typical day look like when you got in? What you did all the way till because you started left? early, right? Well, caddy life is fucking it's dog shit. Yeah, they work because caddy hard, life man. is essentially like grown ass men waiting around looking for easy, quick money. And if you're at a place like Butler National. Um, it's easy, and you can do that. People make a living doing that, and as it and my uncle got me in there. My uncle used to caddy. I never was a caddy. I always just played golf. Always loved golf. I only became a caddy because my uncle would come up in the summertime and stay with me and my family. He stay. He he's from Fort Myers, Florida, Lehigh Acres, actually, and they would come up and they would caddy at Medina and uh, Marriott Club. And Olympia Fields and places like that. And they eventually got into Butler National. And I was like 13. <clears throat> I was 13 when I actually dove into it. And I started going with them. Because my uncle and my cousin. My uncle used to caddy on uh, the Masters Tour. The Senior Tour. PGA Champions, right? The, the Senior Tour for the Masters. Back in the uh, 70s and 80s. Damn. He was a caddy on the Seniors Tour for the Masters. So it was still at Augusta National, but caddying for the older fools. Right. right. But still some big names. He was still at Augusta. He yeah. was still in the, yeah, for sure. Uh, so he got us into Butler National. for Me and my brother both tagged along. I caddied there for the last, like, four or five years. Um, Phased out of it. Grew out of it, yeah. I could see that. Being a caddy kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, but being at a place like Butler National... They held the Western Open from, uh, I'm going to be wrong by saying this, the 70s, early 70s to the mid-80s, and then they lost it because of their rules. It's, it's an all-gentlemen's club. Wow. Damn. Yeah. So it, was, uh, it wasn't, like, diverse enough. Like, they didn't let women in. For so sure. So that was the reason why the PGA was a, kind of a political thing. 100%. Or, uh, wow. Because I know To this day, that's the reason. It's like Wow. A, yeah. It's that's an interesting, all, it's too. It's one of two... Actually, three all men's clubs in the Chicago land area. What about the one in Wheaton? It's like Chicago Golf Club or something. Oh, there's Chicago Golf, and but that's not in Wheaton. Okay, maybe I'm confused. Yeah, there's yeah, a, you're fucking stupid. Maybe we'll cut it out. But Chicago <laughs> Golf is the most exclusive golf club in the. Wow, I would want to say the country just because I'm biased towards this area, but right. the Chicago Golf. But that is that club is literally called Chicago Golf. I'm curious if it's in that area reason. then, because it was wow. basically Nor- the mobsters would come out from the city and go there, right? And it was all men. You oh, you have like Beverly Medley, Chicago Golf, but Chicago Golf is most definitely 
Okay. Well, when it's more city oriented, the most exclusive golf club to get in. You you gotcha. can't. Nobody can. You can't step. F- no, you can't That's step sick. foot on Butler National, let alone Chicago golf. Gotcha. That's crazy. Forget about it. That's insane. So is the quality that much different, or is it just the exclusivity of the club? Mike check one two. Mike mm. Checka. So Mike was Checka. it like? Was it microphone stepper? <laughs> just like the club itself, or was it the exclusivity? <laughs> no, of the, the club? that question it makes it hard <laughs> because we're cutting this all out. But like the it's <clears throat> it's not the status. Okay, that you so have Chicago that. Golf Club is in Wheaton. Is this not the place you're talking about? I'm not trying to prove you wrong here, but I just want to make sure I'm right about what I'm talking about. That's not the golf. <laughs> it's like some nine hole like municipal course. Okay. Right. I've never been to Chicago golf. I just know that I was just hailing that as one of those names. But well, uh, I'll speak on what I do know. All right, I'll speak on what I do know. Please. Butler National. Butler National. A championship course like that. That's ready for a tournament. Fucking Monday. What is it now? Friday night. Is ready for a tournament tomorrow, bro. Right. Tomorrow. Let alone Monday. Ready for everything. Crazy. The the But it's just people love to say, oh, build different. Yeah, that shit is architecturally ergonomically built fucking different, bro. For a championship tournament course. Tougher than anything else. Eat golfers alive. Have mean you played it? I mean it. Have I played it? Yes, I've played it. What's your best score you've ever played there, you've ever shot? I think I sh- walked away with a 92, and I was fucking on my high horse, baby, dude. I was riding out of there. I'm sure. Every time I've, pl- I've played there, every Monday the caddies can go there and go for free. Right. You know, you have that privilege. So I've taken advantage of that privilege as you should, you know, like playing a an elite course that you can't even play. Even if it was a public course, it'd cost over a hundred bucks to play, right? The quality of it, it's private as hell. It seems, or it's pretty exclusive, and you can play it for free. You should be there every Monday, definitely. Yeah. Why would it not be? You know, it's the best Where, place to what, be. Uh, what town is it in? It's like the South Suburbs, right? I don't want to get into that. It's 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 it's, it's in Oakbrook. You Thank told you. me the story Thank of. Uh, Having a key to a golf cart at Villa Olivia that I thought was the funniest shit ever, which is I think is fucking dope. I I think that's amazing. Like how tell that story. How did you yeah, 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 yeah. get into this? I think you you knew a guy who was a caddy or a uh, worked there like a pro or something like that, right? At Villa. Yeah. How did you get the Villa golf cart key? Because I think you had one, right? Hell yeah, I had one. The fuck. So Villa Olivia was a golf course slash. Dude, ski go, lodge. Villa Olivia is a very well Mount Saint motherfucking villa, bro. That's Mount Saint Villa. Right, it was basically in your backyard. You lived in the neighborhood adjacent to the golf course, right? Precisely. Right, Amber Grove. Shout out. Shouts out the fucking head, dog. Shout out the block. For sure. The block. The block. The Grove. The Grove. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell yeah, boy. And so uh, you somehow acquired a key to one of the golf carts? 
I don't know. I don't know if he wants to speak on that. We, we should, don't have to. We should cut that. Bro, I just grabbed it, Doc. Okay. What do you mean? Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay. I, so I, what about I, you? I, you had your opportunity. You took it. I kept the, one of the keys. No. All right. It was like this. I was pulling the, my cart from the day of playing golf, and I uh, ha- happened to notice that uh, there was a spare key in the one next to you. One of the, the compartments of the golf cart. You know. As I was getting out, clearing my card out from the other day and playing golf, so I just grabbed it, put it in my golf bag. I would do the same thing, bro. I don't. I'm not calling you on that. I think that's a dope story. I think no, that's so cool as fuck. No, because I pretty yeah. much told everybody. I got popped for it too. Really? Yeah, I did. Do you want to tell that story? Yeah, I, well, I would love it, to hear that. So I grabbed the fucking spare key that was in the fucking thing or whatever. And I just had it, and so one rainy day, she was all locked up. I just grabbed one of the golf carts and went out to play some rainy day golf. <laughs> you know. And that's uh, that's where you got fucked. They're like, wait a second, we're closed. <laughs> Somebody saw me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fuck it, man. What happened? I what sold. Happened? I sold pretty hard on myself. I just came out and I was in the golf cart and I was like, oh, and I just bullshit my way out of it. Pretty oh, much. I, I found this. No, key I, 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 I fessed up to it too. I fessed up to how I got the key and all that shit. They just took me in and da 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 da. Emails went out to everybody in the subdivision. Dude, if I Matt were you, Bland, Matt Bland, vigilante, Matt. loves to play golf Matt, in the golf course, and he's not supposed to. <laughs> he's out here all the time, fucking, <laughs> looks like he's having a great time. Fuck that fucking kid, you know, fuck him. He, he shouldn't be doing this shit. You know, but it's like, dude. If I were you, I would just, just sit in your fucking windows and, say, and look at me playing golf and really want to be that fucking mad at me right now. But that's Damn. that's the game though, because that's like all me, those old golf pros, they're all just like salty old dudes. They're on the record, on the record, this is off me from stealing the cart, stealing the golf cart, completely off topic of me <laughs> of just walking golf. Of course, stealing the golf cart. That was a, that was uh, you know a little out of character, st- a little stunt, <laughs> out of, you know, out of pocket stunt that I had pulled. Sure. When I fessed up to it, so sure. I'll, I'll clear my name on that. Who gives a fuck? But yeah. Whoever wants to fucking talk shit about me just fucking walking in my golf and playing some golf balls. Right, because somebody yeah. definitely called the cops. Find something else better to do with your fucking self, dude, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's true. Like, they saw you in their window and were like, oh, someone's playing golf. I know that kid. It's Matt Bland, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Fuck that kid. Right. Wow, that shitty as fuck. So what about the dirt bike? This is another thing I wrote down. You had a mini bike or a... What was it? It was I think it was your dad's bike, wasn't it? It was a Honda little 50cc little mini bike. I would always rip around on that thing. But then I actually got in trouble with my 125. Same really? thing, Honda, just the big boy. It's still the two-stroke. 125. So there was like a cornfield or something? Yeah, well, there's a cornfield right by you. Yeah, I would, just, I would always rip it around on the railroad tracks, cut through the road and hop on the railroad tracks and always be off the grid. But one time I didn't take it to the railroad tracks. I just rode it around the <laughs> down, my, down Snowdrift Circle, and uh, they lit me up. They tried to get me for evading the police too, because they heard me drop it to the low gear. And <laughs> I tried to, I tried to rip it on them and find a way, but there was, there was no out. There was only 125 cc's in there. Uh, no, I mean I think it was enough, but there was no out. It was there. a four stroke. I, I already, I, I, cho- I chose my fate when I decided to go on the road instead of taking my normal route. <laughs> but so, right. and they made me walk the bike all the way back to my house. It was like two miles. Oh damn! It was like two miles. No, eh, mile. Did they follow you in mile. the car going yeah, four the miles time. an hour? Yeah, he, and you. he had to ride along too. Dude had like a. You know, like a lanyard you wear in like middle school. He had one of those lanyards with his like name tag on it and shit. He had to ride along. Some like intern, some fuck boy. And he, he felt t- tough making me walk my bike all the way right. back home. Sure. Mile and a half. They didn't have shit to do that night. He's like, all right, we got some punk kid right It was, it was like 10 in the morning, bro. <laughs> it was 10 in the morning. Yeah. That's 
It's hilarious. They try to get me with evading the kicks. They heard me. Oh, I heard you drop that gear. Hey, are you trying, you're I, trying uh, to get away? I, I heard you drop funny, I gotta, Go fuck your mother, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Jesus got a funny evading the police story that I think Drew is uh, present for. Me, him, and Adonis. <laughs> this was back when we were doing the t-shirt company, Lucid. Shout we were, out Lucid Lifestyle. Lucid Lifestyle. Um, we were going to spray paint under like where 59 is goes where 59 goes over the railroad tracks in Barlett. And we were coming right. back from there. And this guy who owned a business right over there um, called the police. And as we were going back, our cars were parked back there. Us three came back and I had a backpack with some shit on me, let's say. Right. And uh, the guy who owned the business was standing out there. He's like, what, what are you guys doing? And he called me out because he saw me pull up and walk onto the tracks and, like, walk back there. He didn't see you. He didn't see Drew and Adonis. But he was right. like, what, what were you doing over there? It looked like you were breaking into cars. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? We literally just, like, I went, I parked and I walked on the tracks. I admit that maybe that's a little, like, suspicious. But why would that give you the indication that I'm breaking into cars right. of all why things? Why are you calling the cops on me for that? Like, yeah. you, you're a fucking psycho, dude. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I called the police. You can explain it to them. And I saw out of the corner of my eye, I saw the cop pulling into the parking lot. And in my brain, I was like, okay, if I if I, I have two decisions right now, I can dip it and possibly have some, like, plausible deniability about if I knew the cop was there or not, or I can stay. But if I'm going to dip, I need to do it right now or else I'm going to be really fucked. So right. I s- decided to just take right off. Just dip the fuck out. Drew and Adonis stayed there. They talked to the cop. He was cool. They snitched on me, of course, um, as good true. friends would naturally do. That's as I happened. as I was at Frankie Bongiovanni's house, who's a real friend, who I literally called and I was like, "Yo, I need to dip to your house because he his house was you know his backyard was right the golf there, course, bro. and I was chilling at his place. We did not snitch and, at the cops, bro. They looked at your car and ran your plates. And they didn't run my plates. You told them before they ran my plates. That's what the cop told me. So what? That's <laughs> not true. Okay. True. Okay. Why would we tell on you? We weren't getting in trouble. What in the world? Because maybe you were right scared now, or something. Dude. I don't know. Um, no, you you're right. I saw your you're car right. pull in. He no, knew it was your car. Drew's right. Drew's right. Um, I'm, I was uh, I was half fucking with you, but I, now I remember <laughs> it. You're right. You're right. Because okay. uh, Adonis had his car there, and he didn't yeah. get in trouble because they didn't know that it was his car. The I Cadillac. Right. You were not what, there. What that fucked no, me no. was they saw my car. They saw me pull up and get out of my car. The guy right. identified it to the cop. Right. So then the they cop, went to your mom's house, as far as I remember. Don't talk about his mom like that. The cop calls me as I'm at Frankie's house, and he's like, this is officer, blah, blah, blah. And it was one of these, like, hard-o cops who's like, I would have bullied this kid in high school. Fuck you. know what I mean? Like, Not that I would have bullied him, but he wasn't – he couldn't tell me shit if we were – if he wasn't a cop, I'd be like, this dude's a fucking pussy, right? For sure. Um, That vest makes him feel so so. And it really was. I felt like it was totally a power trip thing. And I get back to my house, and he's like – this shit is fucking serious. You don't think you're going to get in trouble. You're at this age of your life that or something. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking pussy. I'm like doing better than you. Like, don't (laughs) tell me shit. Um, But I just was basically like, yes, sir. Understood. 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 Then he left my house. I never got in trouble or never got He was in front of your crib. He was in my house. Like literally like in my kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Can I tell tell a story now? We were out. Graffitiing underneath the thing or whatever, right? Yeah, I knew. Don Schwartz met up with us shit. there, so so we we parked already. Ryan pulled up. We walk out. The guy's there. 
the cops pull up right as the guy says something to us. Ryan, we turn around. Ryan's gone. He just runs instantly. We're just standing there. And the Schlepp. cops like, the cops Schlepp. is like, what's going on? You know, whatever. And the the, the, the store owner's all pissed off. And we're like, dude, we didn't do anything. You know, blah, what blah, store blah. was it though? What store was it? It, it was, was an like, insurance company. Yeah, it was like by Savory, one of those places. Yeah, like by fucking Bartlett, fucking Shamrock Shakes, whatever the fucking place is. <laughs> Bartlett Corner, exactly, whatever. The fucking whatever the fucking thing is, yeah, that bar. So and the thing is, there are no cars back there. Like, whose fucking car? Were you into? were you tagging the fucking police, the, the no, train station, I literally or the got, fucking businesses? No, no, we were in a. We were way we, down the we tracks. We were down the tracks out of we sight. Like taking where we pictures. were tagging. We were tagging was, the tracks. Yeah, out of sight. Yeah. It was a bridge under the tracks. For sure. Half a mile down. Under For 59. Sure. But he saw me get out of my car. That's what fucked me. Is he saw me get out and like get onto the tracks and start walking. And he was just like, what the fuck? My so. point is that they didn't really hassle us. Ryan dipped almost for no reason. Yeah. You know, in hindsight, he just ran away I, and it looked suspicious as fuck. I tweaked. I made fight that or flight, though. Yeah. They let exactly. us just walk home and then... That was, was the like, moment because I was also... I was fucking stoned, you know? And not only was I stoned, but it, it was two two factors to that. Um, how, like, A, I'm kind of tweaking. Like, I'm a little more nervous than I normally would be because I was... Stone and B, I could get in trouble for being stoned. And I had that, ba- I had the backpack, bro. I had all the shit on me. I had the, the right. bud and I had a couple beer bottles and shit. Mm. And we were, I think we were underage. I don't remember, but I had my car there. Too. Some young shit. Right. Some so, young shit. So I did right. have that fucking liability. We probably all should have dipped. It, we all should have done one thing or the other. It, what fucked us was that I dipped and you guys that stayed. That was the sketch part. If yeah. we, but the, then the thing is, if we all dipped, I would have got fucked because the guy did know my car was yeah, there. He would have ran yeah. my place. I would have gotten fucked either way. Um, but that was just a, that's another funny example of. I will say this as well. I've been very lucky. Um, every any run in that I've had with the cops, I've always gotten off scot free. I have nothing really on my record. As far besides a speeding ticket, that's it. There was one time I, I was delivering for VNV. I had Bud in my car, and I was going 80 miles an hour down West Barley Road, and I got out without – I actually got a speeding ticket. But the cop took my Bud, but because I had purchased it at a dispensary, he calls my cell phone an hour later and says, hey, I actually illegally confiscated this. Come to the police station. You can pick this up. And I ended up picking up this weed from a cop at the police station. Yeah. And that was all during a DMV delivery shift that my boss knew nothing about. <laughs> Can you believe that, man? Shout out to VNV. Shout out to VNV. Best, best pizza. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Ever. I've been pulled over four times delivering for VNV. That was one of the four times. Zero tickets. That's nuts. Every time I just I say, over I'm delivering for VNV, and they're just cool as hell. They're like, I carry on. Right. They're getting greased. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, be careful, bro. Hey, watch yourself. Be smooth. All right. So, uh. I got some stuff lined up. Let's just get into it, because if not, we're just going to... Ramble the whole night. We can't do a three-hour episode. All right, all right, man, man. You got something? Let's do no, it. No, I was thinking... Uh, I hear it. I was Let's almost going to lose it, dude. Me, just, to recall it? We were talking about tagging up shit. Tagging up shit, running from cops, police, Being underage. Uh, I was not about Woodward. Woodward. Oh, I was yeah, 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 yeah. Woodward. That's what I was going to talk about. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> what is Woodward? Let me wet my whistle real quick. Woodward, that, that Woodward is a Woodward, Pennsylvania. 
Amish is camp. a skateboarding and other action sports camp. So like you do BMX, scooters. Uh, they actually have a snowboard camp too. They also have a whole other side of it where it's like cheer and like dance for like girls. But it's mainly focused on like skateboarding where it's like a world-class facility. Costs like a shit ton of money, but it's like an overnight boarding camp. You go there, you could go one, two, three weeks at a time. It's in Pennsylvania? In Woodward, Pennsylvania, which has a total population of like a thousand people. It's in the rural like sticks of Pennsylvania where there's Amish people all around. The nearest airport is like Penn State University, which is State College, Pennsylvania, that a lot of like the rich kids fly into and like get limos and stuff to and from Woodward. But it's like the oasis of skateboarding in America, at least. It's right. like the OG pro level facility that they got the mega ramp. They had a mega ramp. There was a year, I think it was the year me and Matt went, Jagger Eaton was there, who is now a gold medal X Games winner. He was there the same week we were. And he that was before he was pro. That's when he was a camper there. That's so That's crazy. before he was even sponsored. That's or he was probably yeah. sponsored, but, like, th- dude, right. the level of talent there is crazy. I saw an 11-year-old kid hard flip a seven-stair. Like, that kid was insane. You know, it, the white kid from, like, insane, Cali? Bro. He was, like, on flow from Nike SB. He was, like, 11 years old, already had shit lined up. And you see that all the time there, bro. It was so humbling. I was probably one of the worst skaters at that at that camp. We and, both were. And we both were. And we just walked into yeah. it, and it was fucking insane. And we didn't even give a shit because it was such a cool experience overall. It was dope. We had, yeah. I had you fun. You were good, I though, Matt. You were you were. Matt was better than it. me. Yeah. Matt was better than me. I had fun with that shit because Steve. Ryan Schwartz was there. If I wasn't, of there was course, you guys are good bro. buddies. Yeah, but like, dude, but dude, this dude fucked with me. I wanted to get into this Woodward stuff more so because of how this dude did. Do it, man. Let's go. <laughs> because of, like, dude, oh man, this dude's hilarious. <laughs> one of the reasons why Schwartz is like will go down as one of the funnier dudes that I know. Of course, you know what I mean. I want to hear this because I don't even know what story this is. Like, <laughs> I swear, bro. <laughs> so how old are you? you guys are? Seventh grade or eighth grade? Right after seventh grade, I think, because the first time I went was after sixth grade. And that's right. when I went by myself. But it's so much more fun when me and Bland. All right, so, tell, so you guys drove out there, right? You're going to Pennsylvania. That's like oh, I got eight another or story. Twelve if, hour drive or something. If it's a different, we don't got to go up on that. If <laughs> we, don't, we don't get, we don't have to go on that one. Not in the, but, in the hotel. But, yeah, we, no, we don't dude. I woke up in the middle of the night. I had like there. a nightmare or some shit, and his parents were in the room. I because my the my parents we drove my parents drove us up to Pennsylvania. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I'm glad that the, there's a different story. I wasn't story. going up on there. No, I'm glad was, there's a good story. I've told that. No. <laughs> so we arrive at Woodward, Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, no, no. But it was just cool. Like, on the way, well, I'd like to say this. Um, Schwartzy boy. Well, one, he introduced me to skating. Pretty much, you know, we played baseball together early as kids, and he said, "I'm not a dick riding around, but like he was like the cool guy, you know, that like wouldn't let me be friends with him." You know, Schwartz is a cool guy. That he was the cool guy that him. wouldn't let me be friends with him. You know, as a kid, <laughs> yeah, you know, and we played baseball for sure. And uh, you know, I, I like to skate. I got into skating with Adonis and stuff. And Schwartz, he liked to skate. Yeah. And then so we all kind of like understood we were both on that shit, and then you know, he. There's always was like gave me shit in the, the most funny way possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ryan will talk shit no matter what. I'm a sarcastic <laughs> dude. I'm definitely like, just sarcastic. Dude, for real, for real. And even Bonzo, dude. Like, so that whole squad, like, all, all, right. of, all of us, bro. Like, back in the day, probably, like, oh, dude. Oh, jokes yeah. on jokes on fucking jokes. Totally. Not a dull moment, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never a fucking dull moment. Yeah. And, but, like, on the way to Woodward, Schwartz gave me one of the uh, his ear pods. It was iPod, yeah. right. one of his headphones with his MP4. iPod. Yeah, and he's like, bro, put this shit in. We were like almost there. We were like almost in Pennsylvania. We actually just probably just crossed the border. And it was some Mac Miller. And then he, it was 
Pop. Pops. Poppy? Was, Poppy. It was right. Poppy. That was the first song, Poppy. It was Poppy, and you just I showed started, you that you song. Put on, bro, you put me on the Mac Miller in general, bro. You didn't. You you, should, you already know this, bro. I've told you I told. I forgot it. What's crazy is like well, either dude, way, my either way, so either shit. way. It doesn't matter. Either dope. way, either way. Yeah, Poppy, and then it it swung into fucking you know Kool Aid and frozen pizza, and this is like the first time I'm hearing like that's that was when know, like, first went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. like first time I'm hearing like. What am I hearing right now? Right, you're, and then you're used Nike's to like classic rock. On, yeah. dude. Like I don't even know. No, like at this time in my life, I don't even know what I'm used to. Like I don't even have well, a rhythm. I don't music, have no. You know? My parents never played music around the house. You know what I mean? So I For knew really? I knew like tracks. You know what I mean? So like from like Space Jam and all that shit. But like my parents didn't like play music around the house. Gotcha. So like, I kind of like soaked up what my brother was playing. Like of course, that was, I had to I had to soak it up from there. Like I didn't soak it up from my parents. I soaked it All up right. from my brother. And but then, getting music from your buddy sh- for sure. I did the same thing. I definitely got Mac Miller from Schwartz. I definitely got a ton of rap from Ryan, Kid Cudi, all that shit. You know, and uh, same thing. I Who, never and heard I got that, that shit. shit from my older brother yeah. and his friends. I first heard of Mac Miller from my brother yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Quick tangent, please, uh, Matt. I wrote this down earlier, but uh, I don't know if you remember. We were at the Barlow Fest and. It was one of the first times I had met you. We were all hanging out. I knew you were Schwartz's buddy, blah, blah, blah. And we were, we were kicking it all day. We had ran out of tickets. Everybody got on the Gravitron, and they were, they were riding the ride. And uh, Gravitron. Party on Fifth Ave comes on. They're playing it. And you're like, you're pleading to the guy, like, at the, at the ticket counter thing. You're like, bro, this is my favorite song. Just let me get on the fucking ride, dude, please. And he's like, no, man, I can't. I'm not like John. And you're like, bro, come on. You're like, you were like talking shit to the guy, like trying to get her, get me and you on the ride. And then I remember you like doing like the, like playing like the horn. Dude, this is, so I don't even remember that, but that sounds like me to a fucking yeah, T. Yeah, we didn't get on the ride, That's but it was insane. just, I just had so much fun uh, yeah. hanging out like <laughs> outside fast. of the ride. With dude, what, bro? <laughs> All right, anyways. Matt, That's insane, back to bro. This word story. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was about dude, my Dude, damn it. Sure, bro. Dude, holy fucking shit. Barza like Fest was the shit. Shout out Barza Fest and fucking South Elgin Fest when that shit went on. That shit River was the craziest shit. River Fest. River Fest. Fest. Yeah. Fest. yeah. River Fest and Barza Fest. Shout out that shit for sure. Shouts all up. the hoes came out to that. <laughs> all the bitches were out there. All the bitches, bro. That shit was crazy. That shit was crazy. And apparently, I met Drew Graff. See, and just like those Son things. You, you don't even remember. <laughs> Your friends remember. I don't even remember showing you Mac Miller, but like. That's crazy, dude. I'm, I'm, that makes my day, honestly. Bro, do you remember driving to Woodbury, though, bro? I do, briefly. I remember, like... You remember fucking... Go on. What do you remember about driving to Woodbury, bro? I just remember... Didn't we go to, like, uh, Penn State University? Did we, like, tour that or check out the campus a little bit? We stopped. We yeah. stopped and we got Chipotle. I think that was the first time I ever got Chipotle. It's one of those yeah. random memories I have from that. It was really gloomy. Yeah, super gloomy that day. Yeah, right. we there was and it was and just such right. We were right fucking there. We, we were in the right middle of campus. the downtown. There was a lot going on where we were at. Yeah, yeah, dude, that that's crazy. that's one of the obscure memories. We were skating in the parking lot a little bit, and then yeah, I don't remember until we got to Woodward. Until we got to camp, that was really the only highlights because then it's like everything at Woodward kind of drowned out any highlight that would have been on the. Besides me uh, waking up in the middle of the night. Freaking out, which is funny because I never, I never had nightmares or anything when I was a kid. But Bro, that's I had this because you were I, around my family, right? It was like maybe it was like I was uncomfortable or something. But I had this. Yeah. The dream was that I was like, there was a bunch of spiders crawling on me, and I was so always the most. That's that was so my worst fear. Up. So I woke up and I was just like, ah, ah. Like the fact that like that. that I, <laughs> it was. I used to tell parents that. probably thought I was possessed or something. I shit. used to tell that as like a like a. 
funny story like hey yo you know this time going to camp you know me and my, my buddy just freaked the fuck out you know right, they'd right, be like right. dude but like, looking no, back I, like that's I'm looking, traumatic as fuck no it really wasn't though <laughs> I, I don't not, think not, it was not, because no, it wasn't not like even singling him out bro but it's like of course not. the mind is crazy shit yeah. yeah, the mind is crazy. Dang, that was my subconscious. Like, I had no control over that. Yeah. Uh, my but, parents, but my parents story. understood that, bro. My dad was just like, "Calm down, remember, okay. You're, you're, and it, your and dad it wasn't was a like thing. Really it wasn't cool a thing. about it. I did, I, did shit, right I did that shit all the time yeah. as a kid. I did, you know, yeah. like they were used to that type of shit. Totally. Yeah. You ever have like a when you're frozen, you can't move when you wake up in the middle of sleep paralysis? Yeah, I've never had that before. I've never had knock on wood, right? That sounds terrifying. Yeah, knock on that shit. You see some shit like that. You know there's a I mean? demon above you and you can't move. I mean, it's nuts. Not having control of your dreams, and you know, not having control of your body. I feel like are two completely different things. I mean, night terrors are one. I mean, not not to dive in too deep here, folks, but night terrors are one thing. I feel like everybody can uh, att- yeah. attest to that. Everybody's but woken up in the middle of the night. Not having control of your body for an extended period of time is definitely not okay or not a normal thing. That's scary. Thing. But, yeah. but not having control of your mind and while you're dreaming is perfectly okay. It might just be frightening sometimes. But sleep uh, paralysis is, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't even really, know what, what I'm is saying. The difference? I'm no, no. What is the difference if, you, if you're not controlling what you're thinking about I, while I you're dreaming? I still want to hear this you funny just story have control from Woodward. I'm hoping we kind of tangent back into this funny story of how I was. Yeah, yeah. We'll cut the dream stuff out. Yeah, fuck that. That's too deep. All right. We'll so get, you guys are you're at Woodward. What's day. the food like? Are you going to like a mess Dude, hall? the food was great. I'll man. tell you what the food's like. All right. Average day we walk up. We go to chow, right? Right. Wake up. Like I'm there with Ryan, right? Like I'm there with Schwartz. I'm Schwartz's little bro. Of course. Because he's been there before. You know, he's oh, been here real? before. Yeah, he... You went there by yourself? I went there the year before I went by myself, yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Okay, and then you brought Matty B with you. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so dude, you. I was telling him for months. I was like, bro, let's go. Let's go. Wasn't I? Was right, I not right, 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 right. trying yeah, to sell bro, you on that? Hell yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And it was awesome, right? It was worth it for you, right? Was that yeah. not fucking awesome? I was such a little bitch at the time, though, too. I even got homesick being there. You know, that's how, like... I feel like I that was normal. good. We were so young. That's crazy because like, I thought shit. of you, especially in high school, you were more of like, like, I feel like at that stage when we were in like sixth, seventh grade, maybe I introduced you to more like, I guess, not following the rules kind of shit or just kind of being independent more. But like by the time we were in high school, I never thought of you as like little bro in that sense. You know what I mean? Sure. Like yeah, maybe when sure. we were in sixth grade, when we were 11 years old playing baseball, I was more of like the bad kid. But then everybody kind of caught up, you know, to where where <laughs> yeah. I was at. With I'm going to chalk that up to I just thought this dude was cool, bro. You know, I just thought this dude was cool for sure. Yeah, sixth grade, same never, thing. Never necessarily told myself I was a little bro, but like now looking back on it. But no, see where he's at now for sure. Most like, I'll definitely take the little bro fucking And not even little bro, but definitely like, with, honor, with, with freaking with honor. Me- hell yeah. yeah. With honor. Hell but yeah, like, I'll take that shit. Little bro, not in the sense that I was like above you or anything, but that I was showing you to that world that I knew, that you, I was introducing you, you to that. That was your first time there. I had already been there. You know, I, I had been skating for a few years. You had just picked it up. And by the time, I will say this. I think Woodward was really the inflection point where I saw you skating, bro, and I was like, dude, I know this dude is gonna be better than me, and like he's just got he's just got it, like he just has that like innate coordination that you can't teach. That no matter, I would have to try twice as hard as you to be as good as you, and I didn't even give a shit as much as you gave a shit about skating. 
And that's really, I think, where your skill really took off, Rose. When you first went to Woodward, you, I think even from, like, when you got there to the, after the week, you were a marginally better skater. Like, you improved in that, you know, seven-day span. And then after that, I feel like you really took a liking to skating, and you got into it even deeper, right? Most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, and... A big part of that was too was like just being in Amish country, Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? It's being uh, in the freaking mountains, man. Totally, it's almost like transcendent. You know, dude. Like it's humbling. You feel like you're one. It's this probably the like coolest. Is a very independent sport. You know, you're in your own head a lot. You're just listening to music. You're in your own flow state. That's the perfect environment to be doing that in. When you just look out and all you can see is countryside and mountains in the very distant future or distant uh <laughs> in the far distance let's say yeah man, i'm not i'm future. not really <laughs> digging that deep into the woodward thing but i mean we'll dig that deep into um ska- how like the having the mentality toward with golf skating right any um how you're competing anything with yourself. you apply your mind self your that is interesting to. that you guys both have taken to individual sports that's what right. I mean. That's what I'm saying. That's like two separate like right, conversation right, right, topics. Right, right. Woodward experience and then that whole thing. I wanted to get into that whole thing for most definitely. That's super interesting. Though. We might as well just dive into that whole no, thing. No, no, no. Let's talk about Woodward more because obviously there's a lot lot there. I, I was not talking about funny shit about Woodward. That's what I was going to say. Who were the people there? What were the jokes? Was okay. Fat kid? You know, okay, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Dude, the thing is, there's really almost no fat kids there because if you're fat, I was the fat kid. You can't wear skinny jeans. I was the fat kid. I was the fat kid. You can't be good at skating. You were never fat, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, you were always skinny as fuck. I wish Schwartz is fat, kid. No way. (laughs) (laughs) What, I just, like, call you titty boy all the time or some shit? Scoop your dude, come on. Come on, man. Come on. Make it funny, bro. Come on. You gonna laugh? You gonna laugh, dude? Dude. All right, well. Right, right. He's punching up the story. Yeah, yeah. Schwartz, you... All right, so, yeah. No, this is why I wanted to talk about Woodward. Because, like, the skating part of it, yeah, it was cool. I didn't really progress at all. I didn't take advantage of the facilities that were there. I was too young. I I was too, you know... I wasn't mature enough. Like to going back now, you'd be like, "Oh, I could have torn that shit up." Like going back, you know, I thought the shit the year after I was there. Going back, right. I was thinking if I was there a year ago, not now, now, whatever. Three yeah, years ago, at your prime, whenever your prime was of skating. Right. Whenever a year after I went there, I regretted how much I didn't take advantage right. of the facilities. Nonetheless, it's the best skating facility. It's skating fucking heaven. What does that so, cost? Uh, you guys know, like three. It grand? was over. What it was. It? A, at that time, it was about eleven hundred a week, which okay. was pretty cheap. Now it's probably like two G's for five days, room and board and food. Yeah, yeah. Which I did regular bad, summer man. camp as a kid. It was like a Christian summer camp up in Michigan, zip lining and swimming and canoe and all that type of shit. But uh, what I thought was so cool was that you guys actually learned like a specific skill. Like, it was like, catered around a, exactly. Yeah, the that's skate culture. What was dope about it? Yeah, right, dude. They had uh, Five Borough NYC was like the company they had the week we were there, which was a shitty company. They had a couple, quote-unquote, I'm using air quotes here, pros from their team that came to our cabin, like, in the middle of the night, trying to sell us shit to make money. Like, they, what, they weren't giving it no, away. They, they were trying to that. sell it. They didn't do you remember that? No, oh, bro. All I remember was fucking being in the fucking... Vibes. The fucking thing. What was the, the, the main they street plaza? Like, what was the main street plaza? Target Plaza? Uh, no, next the main street with the fucking pole jam. Like the OG fucking plaza, bro. Woodward Street? 
where it was all it was all ground. Was it all skate light? Or you're saying right in front of our? It was right cabin. in front of like the ballpark. Yeah. fucking grilling shit with the. Okay. Whatever. So, so is this whatever. Th- all I remember about five boro opposed to them walking into our cabin at night trying to sell us shit like Schwartz you just said. All I remember was me hitting a fucking mean melon grab over a jersey barrier. Let's go. Getting I'm that fucking quarter pipe, right? Huge fucking quarter pipe, like 15 fucking feet over the jersey barrier. You hit it on the fucking... You, somebody had it on the flip cam. We still yeah. got the footy somewhere. <laughs> if it ain't footy, it's fucking fiction, dog. We got that shit in fucking footy. It, it's really, really happening. I think that's somewhere on my so laptop, it, bro. Dude, and I stomped it, dog. I stomped that shit so fucking hard. Bulls. And then you hear one of the... Like, one or two of the boys from Five Borough just going, oh, you know, just, like, hyping me, gassing me up, dude. That's and that awesome. was, like, my, that was, like, my highlight yeah. being at Woodward, bro. It was, like, the All right, so I didn't mean up. to make them sound like fucking criminals. Don't talk or, shit uh, about Five Borough. <laughs> but they did come to our <laughs> cabin <laughs> with, a, with a garbage bag, yeah. with a black garbage bag full of, like, goods that were they were going to sell to us for the discount that you knew they were keeping all that profit because they had that because of their sponsorship. Right. Which... Teach their own. I'm not gonna judge them for that, but I just remember that skate culture is kind of about like it's kind of making a buck how you can. Exactly, it's kind of um, no, dude. Skate culture is about get fucking getting footy in the streaks, dude. That's what skate culture is about, for sure. That's what skate culture is about, for sure. But there's definitely guys that are trying to push some random like skate video cassette tape in 2012. 12. Whenever (laughs) you guys went there, you know, or some sunglasses with the. their brand on it. I don't know. Whatever. No comment. No comment. <laughs> I, whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. But so what my question was, was do you, did you guys like skate everywhere? Like from your cabin? You to weren't like allowed the, the to skate to, to breakfast. You, you, there was like skating started at like 11 a.m. Everybody ate breakfast and then you had to Everyone's go back. like walking with their board, like trying to like look as badass as possible. And some the guys. The are so tight. The, the It was kind of political too. Cause like some of the better kids, they were like kind of connected to the, like the system or the the higher up so like they could get away with skating without their helmet a little bit if nobody was looking right but then pads you had to wear right you had to wear elbow pads and a helmet you could get away with not wearing the elbow pads but if you got caught without a helmet it was like even if there was a cool uh counselor counselor who was watching the given park you were at like they would definitely call you out within the first couple minutes right there's no way you would because yeah, right. then they would get fucked. It, you know, yeah, that's just how it works. Well, which makes sense. I mean, if you run a summer camp with a you don't want to get kids, sued, bro. That's so a lot of liability. Eventually, someone's yeah. gonna fucking fall and crack their skull. Open. They've definitely been sued before, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. I heard that about hotels is completely different, but like people go to <laughs> hotels just to commit suicide, and like that's just like part of the. It's part like, of the ritual, I guess. There's like yeah, there's 50 rooms where people have killed themselves, and we just have to like accept it. You just don't tell people. About it. Yeah, it's pretty whack. It's insane. It's pretty whack, in my opinion, to it's be honest. Okay, but anyway, back to Woodward. Um, <laughs> so, I remember one day, well, Schwartzy would just, he'd be up to a whole lot of shenanigans. He would, he, we'd wake up, and he'd, he chose he chose violence, you know. <laughs> um, he, 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 he would be, you know, naturally sporting the Dago tea. <laughs> That's you know? funny as hell. It was so a Dago T era for sure. In a, back in the day, in in, in in this day and time, me myself, I didn't have armpit hair, and that was a big thing for me. I was very self conscious. I was a little <laughs> pussy bitch, you know. And Schwartz took advantage of it, you know. But that had nothing to do with this whole thing, because he was all comedy. He was all jokes, you know. He was a real stand up guy. He was all about the laughs, you know. So. 
I remember waking up one day because I was in the top bunk in our in our cabin, you know. So I wake up, and I woke up to Schwartz in his fucking dago, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he and he grabs it, and he goes, "Oh hey, Maddie, Maddie B, you know," and he and he starts, you know. <laughs> You know, shrinking it so that his fucking tits are popping out. Funny guy. And I woke up, you know, laughing my fucking ass off. And that's how I, that's how we started, you know, hey, you know, licking his tits and shit. <laughs> that's how we started our morning at Wilbur Camp, Pennsylvania. And we, awesome. and we went to breakfast, and then he would just be fucking cracking jokes, dude. Hey, Matt, hey, you fucking, why you keep staring at his ass, bro? <laughs> Quit staring at his ass. You know, he's just walking to get some fucking breakfast, you know, type of shit like that. He was relentless all throughout Wilbur Camp, and it was hilarious, and I love it. I, I feel like I've towed that line between like being funny as hell, but if you go too far with that, it's almost like I've also been like guilty of trying to get attention, you know? So it's like you can be funny, but it's like when you do it too much, it's like, no, all right, bro, like, it, let's it, go it, that. It was I jokes. It was fucking jokes no, to a dude, back Woodward, there, we like, had some fun. hurt my man. feelings a little bit, but like it was funny enough to where – it made me a man, you know, and it, you know, you look past it. Of course. That's, so dude, that's didn't, funny as hell. I don't even remember that. That's so funny. It was funny, fucking dude. funny. Dude, you just be mad. Quit looking at his fucking ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude it's off the record, bro. I've heard, I've met numerous people, you know, that'd be like, damn, yeah, Schwartz was kind of mean to me back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I was, I was, You know man. what I mean? I was, but it, it's it really, was it's one, not it personal. And it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, who talks to one of my close friends. Oh, so. that's terrible. Yeah, I feel and, like and, shit. And, and, I, and I brought, I bring your name, you know, Ryan Schwartz, one of my very good friends. You know, she goes, oh, Ryan Schwartz, yeah, he was kind of mean to me back then. Dude, I was. I was mean to more than <laughs> a like, few I'm people. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, damn, you yeah, know, I feel that, you know, dapper up. <laughs> like, you know, I he was mean to me too, not going to lie. Yeah, wiping my tears off my shit. Like, dude, I was. I was yeah, kind of mean gonna, kid back in the but day. But no, dude, it's not, that's, that's why I love you. But bro. yeah. Like, like we were saying earlier, he had this, like, old soul thing where like he knew more than everybody else like you know like again i wanted to be friends with him i wanted him to like me whatever you know i and did want him to like me sincerely i really did right exactly it you don't you don't want to hang out with a loser you know <laughs> why would you do that even in elementary school you can kind of figure out like okay this kid you know like he's, <laughs> he's picking his boogers this kid's like uh you know talking to girls you know it's like there's <laughs> there's levels to this shit you, know? you, you guys remember like smoking weed for the first few times and shit yeah. crazy Dude. I remember in Bartlett Hills. I remember, like, yeah, yeah, golf dude. course. Yeah, exactly. We would sneak. So we didn't even talk about that. We would sneak out onto the golf course in the middle of the night, and we would like just run around and like do random shit. We we knew when the sprinklers would come on, and we'd ride our bikes out there, and then you could drift because all the grass was wet. Just tear up the fucking course. I mean, destroy it. That's so disrespectful. Like looking back, that's horrible. But hey, we never terrorized Bartlett Hills golf course. Allegedly, we definitely we did never not terrorized do that. I didn't do that. Yeah, cut, cut the cut the cut the, cut the tape. This is all a of, joke. It's only we got to cut the last part about. I never I never did the bikes with you guys. I just remember smoking weed out there. <laughs> if I'm being real, I never did. I never did. See, I just ripped smoked up weed and drew no penises in the in the sand traps in in, in the tr- sand traps and in the dew with my with my foot. You Dude, know, I remember laying there. There was the halfway house where we like just kind of post up in. I remember people would have, Same, I remember people bro. would crash out there because it was like. Uh, you got too fucked up and had to sleep outside all night. I mean, that's a pretty safe place to be if you're a homeless person, if I'm yeah. being quite blunt with you guys. Yeah. As you guys very well know. Probably one of the safer as places to be. I have been be. homeless before and lived in the golf course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, few, a few lonely nights it's there. It's better than on the street. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Just bring a few blankets. You'll be good, you know. 
God damn. If you know, you know. Yeah, definitely. Jokes, of course. No, I think they've. <laughs> Drew's brought this up before. Thank you, Drew. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that was not my best moment. Uh, I've had worse moments, though. So. What do you mean? Uh, but the golf course was so fun. I'm just here. We, we go, remember me, you, and Garza one time? Garza. We literally, dude, that dude was a demon, bro. I know, bro. Oh Shout out to Garza. Gosh, Shout out bro. to Garza. Oh, we're we're going to try to get him on the show soon. I think he'd be a great interview, too, right? He'd be, he'd be so fun to hang out with. But, I, uh, I feel like, no, that man's just a different built he comes from a different fiber for you know? sure i agree yeah you know in the few in the few times few nights i've had the honor to be around that man he I feel like <laughs> his cock he, he comes grazes the back no of my gay throat. shit motherfucker you fucking <laughs> fucking fucking pussy hey you're telling me no gay shit but you're hey I no i feel like he, he, like he, he just he's just one of those guys you know who just gets done bushlight this podcast is sponsored by bushlight sponsored by bushlight if if bushlight sponsored me easy uh pickings <laughs> okay <laughs> we're gonna go into okay. my topics so starting off we're gonna do a little wholesome one actually michigan boy the real bigfoot six foot ten michigan boy 14 <laughs> pleads for help to find shoes that fit his size 23 feet puma and under armor sale design of footwear just from have you guys seen this kid He's yeah, a fucking behemoth it's insane i don't really even want to see this dude to be honest with you he's <laughs> Fucking what's tall, that one? Dude. What's that one boxer's dude name? Or fucking talking about Tyson Fury? Tyson Fury? No, bro, not Tyson Fury. Bro. Andre like the Giant. Andre the Giant. Oh. Yeah, it's like a reincarnation. Yeah, of Andre giant, the giant. Gigantism. I don't know if this guy. Does yeah, but that's like back in like the thirties and shit, bro. This kid said he had blisters on the top of his feet because the he had blisters pressure. on his fucking right. everything, bro. He's also like fat as shit. Like if he was actually honestly, ripped. I mean, yeah. I don't yeah. know. okay. What about <laughs> the fisherman? Have you guys seen this video yet? Remember, it was like a year ago or so, a bunch of fishermen got caught. They were putting um, weights inside their fish when they caught it at a tournament. They yeah, were winning like 30 I grand. Saw that. Oh, let's talk I about that. that. Let's right. talk about that. So these guys just got convicted, but I'm going to play the video. Let's oh, they just got co- actually convicted, though? They just got, yeah. He's got witness. Dude, they were about to get fucking murked, bro. Yeah. People we don't play about this shit. Fish. Get the f out of here. <laughs> Big screen that shit. Put it up. <laughs> Competitor Jacob Bryan and Chase. Walleye trail tournament said they're special. The fish weighed almost twice what he expected. Dude, like, but how did they do that? Did they? They had to have been fishing those those waters and then just been stuffing them fucking fish oh, yeah, full yeah, yeah. of fucking weights, bro. That's all they had to have been doing. Like, but, and they were putting fish fillets, so they're putting. Cu- other meat that they bought already for you know ten bucks, putting it inside the fish to make it you know heavier. Do you think they did this before or after they caught the fish? They've been doing this for ten years. Bro. No, for sure, it's been like years in the making. No way you can just stage this shit. Yeah, I'm not a damn fisherman, but I know you can't just do this shit. But also, I'd be I would be pissed if I was in that tournament. It's like these guys keep winning and they're they're doubling our scores. How the fuck are they doubling our scores? That makes no oh, sense. Oh yeah, these dudes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, holy shit! I really bro. haven't read the article, which I probably should. These, have. I just remember when this video first surfaced, and I was yeah. watching it a lot. Because I feel like I'm not These into this whole fishing. I'm not into fishing at all. But I feel like you might be I'm into not, it a dude, little. I'm not, huh? I'm not at all. My dad is a little bit. And my uncles are, but like, dude, Mr. These Gallagher, dudes, he's a professional Mr. fisher. Gallagher's like walleye, are most right? definitely they're about that shit for life. Like for real, That's for cool. real. They live by that shit. 
This I haven't please. really talked to him much about this thing, but yeah, but these dudes were about to get their heads fucking ripped I could tell off their based bodies. on the, the the way the guy was saying it, like how pissed off he was. Yeah, twenty eight hundred dollars or uh, twenty eight thousand dollars. That's a big pot, right? I mean, yeah, if you're a professional for fisherman, fish? it's not an insubstantial amount of money, right? You know, right, it's right, not right. maybe not the most. Uh, it's not like you're in the fucking NFL, but I don't know. Would you guys Where say that at? fishing is a is a sport? There's sport fishing, right? Where you, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't call it a sport. No, just because it relies too much on. It's closer nature. to hunting. Yeah, like, yeah, I'd say fishing and hunting are really in their own category of things. Okay. Right. Activities. Okay. So let me go on. Basketball is a sport, right? Football is a sport. Correct. Baseball is a sport. Correct. Golf. Agreed. Sport is golf a sport? I'm asking you guys: <laughs> Is golf a sport? Yeah, right, right, right. Because I get that question all the time. I think it is only because it's a level playing field for everybody. Like everybody hits the same distance, tries to hit in the same hole on the same course, and you're hitting a ball with a but stick. D- darts and pool are not sports. We can all agree on that. Agreed. Is golf an expansion of a game like that? Thank you, Drew. Yeah, thank you. I would agree thank that you. it is. is more physical, so it makes it more of a sport potentially. But there's it's no not. defense. There's no. Yeah. I don't know, Matt. You're blowing my mind right now. I would say, but then is my, snowboarding and skiing not a sport? Then that's an action sport. That's an action. Sport. That's that's a sport for sure. Uh, the definition of a, of a sport. I'm not going to give it to you fucking textbook dictionary, but. Um, it's the use of your body exhilarating force to do something. And a sport, and it's usually integrated with a game. I was going to say, it's more right. of a game, a and ball it, and game, it's orient- scoring it's using points. Your body, points yeah. It's using your body to achieve something. It's using your body's mobile capability doing something to, in the end game, achieve a win against the other team. It's like cheerleading. Is that a sport, or is that just a... Dictionary definition of sport is an activity involving physical exertion. We're going to cut here. And then the definition, the textbook definition of a sport. What is it, Drew? Drew, what is it? The textbook definition of a sport is an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. (laughs) So there's nothing involving a ball or points. No. Right? I don't know. So golf's a sport. I'd say golf's a sport. I think golf is a sport. I would agree with that. But I like the idea of what's the difference between golf and darts and golf and bowling. Right. Bowling is a sport. Bowling's not a sport. But that involves a I ball would say, and points. I would say bowling maybe is a sport, dude, honestly. I'd say golf is a game. Golf is a game. Golf is a game more than it is a sport. Yes. So when people say, <laughs> golf is golf a sport or not, I'll say, no, it's not. It's a game. Because when you turn on the TV... And you're gonna bet on a fucking bet on some basketball game, some football game, some hockey, whatever game. Yeah, you're watching it for the entertainment. So if it entertains you, it's a fucking game. And if you can watch it, whatever. But the people who are doing it are professionals, and they're playing the sport so that you can watch the fucking game. So it's you're all saying, a fucking has some so what level. you're saying is 
the PGA Tour is a sport, but when you and me, you're just drawing the line between like you and me playing golf is not a we're not playing a sport, we're playing a game. But when it's at a professional level and there's money involved and it's high stakes and there's a standard and a cut and things like that, then that makes it a sport. Yes, agreed. That's a good uh, that's a good breakdown. I definitely agree with that. Very interesting. Yeah, people don't understand. Really, yeah, sports. A sport is just the pinnacle of competition of a game. Okay, let me run this one. Again. <laughs> let me run this one by you guys. I was at a client's house today, and on the counter they had a pamphlet for fencing for their kids, like a like a little kid fencing program. That just like pisses me off. That is the know. most rich kid shit I've yeah, ever heard that's of. That's about the most. Literally learning of. how to sword fight. It's kind of dope, dude. I wouldn't uh super dope. If I was if I grew up rich, I would probably want to do that. <laughs> but ride horseback, learn how to fence, uh go to the country club. Right. That's some shit I would do, but <laughs> that's, that's some fun shit. That's fun as fuck. Okay. Must be nice. Let me run on the next one. Let's get through these topics <laughs> and then we'll, we'll we'll be on our way. Um have you guys watched the new Tyler the Creator video? I don't know how much you guys follow rap anymore or Tyler the Creator at all. It's kind of cool. Um, throughout the video, he um, he like beats up his older versions of himself. So it's kind of cool. In the video, he's dressed up as like the you know like the new version, and then there's like the Wolfgang, the Cherry Bomb. It's it's kind of cool. I have to turn the volume off, but uh, so it's like he, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Not gonna lie, I kind of lost Tyler. Yeah, I know. I haven't listened to him. In this a one's while. cool though. I'm telling you. It's like all the different old versions of him. I think you guys would appreciate it. No, I most What's definitely. The name of yeah, for sure. Sorry, not sorry. Like, yo, I lost Cardi, too. We lost Cardi. Oh, for sure, yeah. We lost I everybody. never really liked him. To no, a honest. lot of people didn't. I was a huge fan of Playboy Cardi. <laughs> There's a couple of songs on a whole lot of road that I like, but... Uh, like, be, be Real. Was it really? Yeah, for sure. That was I was listened to. You didn't listen to any songs on that album? No, I'm asking you. I did, yeah. Like you, did you? Because I'm a I'm a Playboy Cardi fan. I did, yes. I'm a huge Playboy Cardi fan. Yes, sir. I listened to it on December 25th when he dropped it. Most definitely. For did, sure. Did you give it time to resonate? And like, still to this day, like. Three years later, I'm not listening to a whole lot of Red, but at the time, I was listening to it hard, trying to like it, and there was definitely songs I did like on it. Out of the 20-song album, it was a pretty long album, if I remember correctly. I don't know the exact number. It's pretty long. I would say maybe I had like five or six songs that I really fucked with, whereas um, the original album, I, I fucked with the entire album. That you know it? Exactly. Or self-titled. Yeah, either way. Both that should, Both the albums are pretty good. The first one was the better one, I would say. But well, either way, the majority of the songs I liked, whereas whole lot of Reddit was like three or four songs or five songs that I liked. You, know, you had to just really like Playboy Cardi to like that right. shit. You know what I mean? So just like, like with what the, about Pierre? What about Pierre's albums? Pierre Bourne, yeah. I've listened, listened to a couple of his, his of him rapping. Yeah, yeah. He, he's cool. I like him, but I don't know, man. It, it takes some trying. You gotta the, the beats are cool. Um, and I like that style, like the like video game almost like techno yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, that was cool for a minute, but that's just tight. Playboy Cardi took it way too far and was like doing the, all that sort of stuff. Which again, I was I fucked with a little bit, but the older I get, the further away I get from rap. It's harder to listen to. It's it's harder to get into like newer rappers. I don't know. And like we I, come from fucking pro era, fucking. 
Right. That's you come we're... from the fucking oh, roots, yeah. bro. You put me onto the fucking roots the of rap bap, and shit. Dude, so me yeah. coming to fucking you about Playboy Cardio, and I, I, I was just curious. No, but I do fuck with Cardi. I, I, was just, I was just curious about sure. your take. I saw him at the Lyrical Lemonade yeah, concert, I mean. dude. I saw him perform uh, Flatbed Freestyle. That shit blew my fucking mind, dude. Live. That was so nuts, dude. man. That was awesome. I also saw Juice World that concert also before he died, like two or three months before he died. That was awesome. Um, my point in the whole thing is that I know you both like Tyler, the creator, at one point. Yonkers, in the video, there's all the different versions of him. The Tron Cat, the Yonkers, the Cherry Bomb. And in the end of the video, he's, like, beating the shit out of the last version of himself. So it's kind of like um, he's on to the next one. You know, it's, it's kind of a cool metaphor. I don't know. The song's, it sounds kind of cool. I don't know. We'll end on this. Matty B, I really need you to, to say something wacky for a clip, okay? <laughs> so Andrew Tate and brother to be moved <laughs> to house arrest. Oh my dude, gosh. that is crazy, bro! I did not so even know that. Chicago-born, both these guys. That's how they're getting out of the prison because technically they have not been charged with any real crime yet. So the United States is stepping in and they're bringing them out. <laughs> Who's Chicago-born? Andrew, Andrew and fucking Tristan Tate. Yes. No way. For sure. Born in the rack. Yes. That's insane. <laughs> is that nuts? So I always want to talk about Barland, Chicagoland, all that sort of stuff. So these are, no these are our boys, dude. Us and, <laughs> us, Andrew Tate and Kanye, them. dude. This is nuts. It's, it's crazy. These are our boys right now? I think it's really Freedom crazy boys. how, Bro. like, just that whole episode of Freedom like, Boys. They were <laughs> like, for the, real, for real. They were the underground, like, alpha male. TikTok slash Instagram blow up, right? And then they got a little too famous, got a little too out of pocket, and probably, I don't even know, maybe committed crimes, whatever. Then they got fucking arrested right at the height of, like, when social media was cracking down on them. Like, he got banned and For shit. For sure, yeah, the up and everything. And then now, look at them, bro. Like, they've, they've, pr- they've, they've seen been some shit. They've been in prison for, like, They've four seen or five some shit now, in the right? past couple months, and now it's, like, a new era of this, like, who knows if they're going to be, like, so much more famous now and, like, come back stronger or if they're just, like, going to be man. broken or, like, maybe they did some we'll shit see. to them. So, right before they we'll went to over prison. over under and then coming out alive or dead, to be honest with so you. So, hypothetically, they're out. They're on I house think, arrest right yeah, now. I think the, I feel the like U.S. has though. said, like, we're protecting them. The U.S. is legally protecting them is what you're saying, Drew? They're not even U.S. citizens, though. They are. That's what I'm saying. They were born in Chicago. Their dad is from London, and then they no lived. It, they grew up yeah. in Eastern Europe. Yeah. That's why he's got the weird accent because he's got three different accents right. combined. He's like half American, yes. half British. Yeah, half again. He, I think his dad was from London, and then they lived in Romania. Um, and he was like raised by his dad, and he was a chess master. Did you guys know that he was like a broke chess master? I don't know. Yeah. Seems the like whole thing is fucking insane, right? It's should it's he, crazy that he got out. Should though. he be That's like crazy. in? Imprisoned in a fucking Eastern European gulag? No. Should this guy be able to just spout anti-women rhetoric most of the time online? Also, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> Where's the middle here? Let's. I don't know, out. Drew. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he should be in prison. If he, like, like I, I've said on on the show multiple times, if he was um, abusing women prostituting them, pimping them out. I don't know what they were doing. As far as I know, I think maybe he was making money on like a webcam service where he was the manager of female performers. I'm not sure. Uh, That sounds slimy as hell. I feel like uh, Top G wasn't fucking... 
I mean, it would dress him as Tom G, but Andrew Tate was, I don't feel like he's the type of dude. Who knows? I mean, that's I feel like it's just always a possibility. You think yeah. Andrew Tate needs the fucking, I mean, sure, yeah. Everybody, yeah. If I'm defending this dude against fucking mistreating women, no. I don't fucking know this guy. But him... But you, you never know. Put away. I think if he's been in know. prison for this long and they haven't actually convicted him of something, that means that there's nothing there. In the beginning, right. was I like, oh, this guy probably was doing Guilty something, something illegal? Sure. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, it's been this long. Nothing's happened. Now the United States government is breaking him out of prison, essentially. Okay, there must he, he must really not be doing anything wrong then. So... All Unless he's doing wrong at this point like, is the is I the I heard, videos. like, Dubai was fucking involved, bro. Like, Dubai pulled some strings to get them out. I don't so know. You never know how... Islam, blood. like, months before he went to prison. We gotta bring it home. We gotta bring it home. Oh, my God. We got over two hours. I had to cut this down to, like, an hour and a half. Drew, I'm trusting you with this shit. Like, this conversation... I'm trusting this goes in the recycle bin. This, <laughs> and this no, goes no, no, right. deleted out of the recycle bin. Of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would never be on the show. Also, we gotta, we gotta we gotta bring this ship home. <laughs> you gotta land the plane, <coughs> as they say. <laughs> and on that note, Ronnie, Matt Bland, thank you very much for coming out. You've been a longtime friend, and. Uh, Doing this podcast, it's been very cool to reach out to people that have been in my life that I've not seen for a while for whatever reason, and um, and I'm glad that we got to do the show together. Absolutely, man. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> Cheers to that. Honors to be here, man. You know? Yeah, man. It's a blessing. That's super fun. Shorty, again, thank you for for riding this thing out with me. Um, we'll be back next week. Sounds good, folks.